All right, Tony, we need to take a time out right here to tell everybody about our friends over at savek.com. All right, what are we talking about? It's me and you. We're helping people save money. If you put Christmas on a credit card, if you ran up a bunch of debt over the holiday season, and now maybe it's time to figure out how to dig out, we can make it fast and easy at savek.com. That's S A V E C A D E.com, like Starcade, but it's the Starcade of savings. And you know, a lot of people have saving money and getting out of debt at the top of their new year's resolution list. We can make it happen for you. It really is that fast and easy. If you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, if you're in a 30 year loan, man, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It really is a matter of how much we're licensed in almost all 50 States. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. So why wouldn't you give us a ring, find out how much money you can save right now for free. It's just a couple of quick clicks. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. Do it right now. S A V E C A D E.com. That's save K.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotions. Tony and Friends North, they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch a lot, try not to laugh. Lowest rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom Zing's a good looking man. Quadrack Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When with Tony Schiavone. And Tony, you picked a four-hour show. Tell everybody to press play. All right, and three. Wait, we didn't tell them what we're watching. What's <laughs> going on with you? What's wrong with you? Okay, we're watching WrestleMania 18 from March in 2002. And don't blame me that it's four hours. Talk to the WWE. Their shows are too long, aren't they? Yeah, but I, I'm not blaming them for you okay. picking it. I mean... Okay. It's funny because last night you're like, Hey, it's, it's under three hours. Right. And I'm like, Nope. Oh, wow. Yeah. Three forty-two. Uh, but it's going to yeah. be fun. I mean, listen, you were completely done with wrestling. You're going to see one of the most iconic matches ever, but unfortunately you're going to see it with the sound down because the sound is really what makes Hulk Hogan rock, but it's still fun. And you can uh, certainly see the crowd going banana. And hopefully by now you found WrestleMania 18 on your WWE network. Let's see if we can't wake Lois up and get it going. All right. For four hours, Lois, step in here and give us a countdown. I got nothing. I got nothing. So you just get your standard countdown minus the smart ass in three, two, one play. Well, we start off with a live shot of Sky Dome, Toronto, which is now called the Rogers Center. And they're going to start out here. Uh, with a, a rock and roll band. Was that, is that what they do now, Conrad? 
No, not always, but you know, they are going to start off with a musical performance here. Do you want to guess the name of the band? Uh, this is called spit. Oh, uh, semen. I, I don't know. Jism. I, I you know what? what's weird is you're real close. It's saliva. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, saliva. Yeah. Are, 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 okay. Now chat me up on this in 2002 was saliva, a big time band. Yeah. Pretty big. I mean, they had a couple of real big songs. Okay. Okay. Were they a Canadian band or just, uh, no, I just think a... one of the homies is from Tennessee. <laughs> okay. Well, I tell you, this is uh this is a, an iconic, this is an iconic place. It really is. If you think about, uh, the WrestleMania, what WrestleMania six Hogan and, uh, the warrior were part of this. And now you've got flair, a part of it. You got diamond Dallas page, a part of it. You got Hogan and the rock. You got Chris Jericho as your WWE champion here, or WWF champion, I guess I should say. So uh, this is uh, this is quite an event, it really is. And everybody talks about Hogan and The Rock, and we're going to see that. And I'm really excited to see that. I have seen it before, but you know, I, I was on Chris Jericho's podcast, and I talked to Chris Jericho. I said, "Man, here you are headlining WrestleMania 18, you and Triple H." And he said, uh, that I, we're not, we weren't fooling anybody. The headline for WrestleMania was Hogan and, and the rock. We just happened to be on last because I was the champion. Right. So, uh, this is a pretty good show. And, and yeah, yeah, let me, let me go back to this. Uh, I just think, and, and it's my opinion and I, and I know they got a reason. Hell, they know what they're doing. Obviously take a look at the crowd and take a look at the production. They know what they're doing. I just think it's. Three hours and 42 minutes is too long for a wrestling program. And you throw in a pregame show. It's like, I don't know. I guess they think, well, if you're going to watch a Super Bowl for three hours and 42 minutes, you can watch WrestleMania, right? I guess, but wow, it's a long show, but that, that trend continues. Um, yeah, the Royal works. rumble this past Sunday is still happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still going on. They're just, they just finishing it right now. I think that, uh, Seth Rollins has just in the last few minutes, uh, gotten back in the ring. I'm not saying it's over yet. It's still right. going, right. Uh, but I thought he was already out because he hadn't been in the ring in so long, but there's right. no rule. Uh, apparently you can just slide out the bottom rope and hang out till the very end. I guess. I don't know. You know, and I understand, I, I guess I understand. I've been told why raw is three hours because of sponsors. No, no that, that's not exactly right. Um, huh? raw, raw is three hours because they got, uh, a television rights contract where the TV company, you know, the, the channel, uh, USA is paying them a lot of money for that third hour, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So okay. they do it. All right. Well, I think we were kind of saying the same thing. It's, it's money. It's, it's money. The reason they're doing a three hour show raw, I thought it was sponsors and it's USA paying. But here it's, it's, this is not really with the exception of, I guess, some sponsors, it's not really a sponsored show. You pay for it or you subscribe to the network to see it. And, uh, I mean, it, it could be a lot shorter. Well, that's what she said, <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, some great stars in the show and a fever pitch. And not only that, two of our favorites, saliva superstar available. Yeah. So your boy, what? I didn't say anything. 
Okay. Uh, and now we're going to get ready to listen uh, to our two favorite announcers of all time, uh, Jr. and um, and the King. Wait, those are our two favorite announcers of all time. Well, they're two. They're two of our. Favorite oh, I thought you said the two. I was like, I don't know about that, Chief. Yeah, two of our favorite announcers of all time, Jr. And, uh, and, and now they're showing uh, some of the great scenes from WrestleManias in the past and, and what it's become, um, WrestleMania three, I guess, set the standard, didn't it? it oh yeah. It's, it, it, it started it all. Well, I don't know about started at all. I, I think WrestleMania one technically started it all. Well, yeah, technically, but I mean, it, it WrestleMania three made it bigger than life, bigger, better, stronger, faster. Right. WrestleMania one was at uh, what Madison square garden. That's right. WrestleMania two was at many different locations, Yep. but when they went to, uh, the silver dome in Pontiac, Michigan, WrestleMania three, uh, Hogan and the giant, and you saw that crowd and you saw that dome completely sold out and you heard Aretha Franklin singing, uh, America, the beautiful man, you knew you were something bigger than just a wrestling event, right? So that's why it has uh, become the event it's become. How many of them have you been to? I went to 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, and I'll be at 35 this year. Wow. So 31 through 35. 30, 30, 30. on. I'll, I'll go 30 on, uh-huh. you know, until I just Shivani. <laughs> well, what do you mean by Shivani? Just give up and, and quit, okay. you know. Uh, just- do you not give up, man? You do, do you, do you realize you're an icon? Oh my God. What are you talking about? You are an icon. You are an I was okay. Uh, I was, uh, with a, I, I did an interview with a radio station, uh, from new Orleans, uh, recently, uh, during the super bowl week and man, they wanted to talk about Conrad Thompson. No, you're making that up. No, I'm not making that up. And they asked me, they said, what is the deal with Conrad? I mean, here he is just a, just this, uh, just this fan, this, this, this mega wrestling fan. And all of a sudden he was, he's become a big star. I said, he's more than that. I said, he has a plan. He has a plan in place. I said, he just, you just don't say, oh, we're going to do a podcast. I mean, you didn't send me a letter back in 2017 said, well, Hey, you want to do a podcast? Hell no. You sent me a plan. Yeah. You have a plan in place. And that's why you are the icon. You are my friend, a plan. Well, listen, I'm, I'm not going to dispute the fact that I have a plan. You know, a lot of people are like, can you believe all this happened? And I'm like, kind of, yeah. I, I mean, at the yeah. same time, I can't believe the plan worked as well, right. but I mean, we mapped out like, here's what we're going to do and right. you know, yeah. roll tight. Well, yeah, you gotta have no, you gotta have a plan and then you gotta have people who are dedicated to executing the plan. And then you gotta work your fucking ass off. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I guess we were kind of saying the same thing. Look at the, wow, now this is quite a shot, man. Yeah, especially this, because, well, what did your arenas look like in WCW here in March of 02? <laughs> it looked like uh, half a building in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, downtown at the old auditorium uh, with a crowd uh, being sweetened. That's what it looked like. No, it didn't exist. I was being a smart ass. Oh, okay. There was right. no WCW in March of 02. Right. Okay. I got you. So Tony, I've been meaning to tell you this. I don't know that we've talked about this. Maybe we have, because I've said it to a few people, but I'm not sure if I've given you the pitch yet. Okay. I, I love pitches. By the way, this is, uh, one of, one of 
Vince McMahon's failed businesses here. WWF Times Square. Right. Did you ever go to that? Yeah. Let me tell you a story about that. Uh, we, uh, I went, I was in New York city when the sale was announced. My daughter, Laurie and her, uh, her, her choir was singing at Carnegie hall. And we were at Times Square and how I found out we were sold at the WWF was it was on one of those crawls. You know, they put on Times Square, they where they put the news. And so it said, uh, Vince McMahon buys rival WCW and Lois and I were at Times Square, a little bit of snow coming down in March. And I said, well, here's the WWF, uh, restaurant over here. Let's go in. And I walked in the WWF restaurant. And immediately was recognized. And I heard somebody, somebody told to me that it was on a dirt sheet that, uh, the ass kissing had started because Tony Schiavone, the day it was announced, uh, that the sale was made, walked through the doors of the WWE restaurant in times square. Jesus Christ. I can't believe you were such a kiss ass. <laughs> Apparently I was. And then you I try to blame your daughter. Like. I couldn't get you to go to a wrestling thing for any amount of money, but now you're just casually wandering in. Cause you think Vince McMahon's got the best burgers in town. Get the fuck out of here. No, I mean, I'm in times square. I'm there. It's across the street. Shouldn't I stick? What, what, I, what am I going to do? Say, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be, I don't want the people to misconstrue what I'm doing. I'll tell you this. Bruce Pritchard wasn't away yet. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He, had, he would have had his nose wrapped Vince's ass is what he would have done and probably did it this time. So here he is, Lord Stephen Regal, uh, one of our favorites. Now, now you were going to, I'm sorry, I got that story, but uh, what were you talking about? Do you remember what you were Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I'm right. the Forrest Gump of professional wrestling. <laughs> really? Let's run through it. I'm from Alabama. Okay. Uh, I, I don't have any reason to be in all of these highfalutin circles and major moments in wrestling. And yet somehow my ass is in the background drinking a fucking Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, but you ain't a dumbass by far from it. Look how, look how the fans, I mean, we're talking about the opening match here, the opening match. And we've got two great performers. I don't think there's any question, Robbie Van Dam and, and Regal. But these fans from the get-go are into the shit, aren't they? Well, it's WrestleMania, Tony. Well, I know it's WrestleMania. It ain't goddamn Super Brawl. <laughs> it's not WrestleMania. It's not Super. What? He's, He's playing trying- with his gimmick. He's trying <laughs> to get the blue chew going. Okay. Oh, he went up. He, he dug in there and got some brass knucks, and he got a kick away. And Robbie Van Dam, with a reverse spin kick, put Steve Regal down. Real question: What took so long to find brass knuckles? What else was he? Or what did he run across in there that confused him or could have been, you know, misconstrued as brass knuckles? Well, I, I would think that I, and I don't know because my, my, my gimmick is not this big, right? but I, if you got a big gimmick, it may be tucked away under there and you have to move it around. I don't, that's just look at the fan. I'm telling you. And I go back to this point up said, Whoa, I go back to this point many, many times. And I know our listeners would agree. You just, you're not going to capture this again. Yes, the way wrestling, the way wrestling is, I'm talking about WWE. You're not going to capture the excitement of the fans, the signs and the rabid fans 
like you did back then. The fans now feel like they're part of the show to the point to where I think it takes away from it. And that's just my opinion. And I, I guess, uh, the, I guess that is, uh, that was, uh, earned by, uh, by the WWF. That's what they got. What does that mean? Well, I mean, don't you think they, they, do you think they pandered too much to the live crowds? No, I don't think they do enough. You don't think they do enough? No, I mean, saying, yeah, I mean, maybe we're not saying the same thing, but I enjoy going to house shows because then the audience is really part of the show. Right. Like, you know, a few weeks ago, WWE came to Huntsville and Dean Ambrose got in the ring and just talked about how much he hated the state of Alabama. And if he heard somebody say roll tide one more time, he was going to knock their teeth out, blah, blah, blah. Like that's old school Southern wrestling. And that's fun. I I get that. I get that. That's playing to the crowd to me. And I, okay. I'm just talking about how the crowd reacts on these TV tapings they have now raw. I mean, they, they just, I, I think crowd, the crowd just, uh, sits on its hands now until they see a high spot or two. And it's just not what it used to be. I, I, I don't, but anyway, that's me, but we got a hell of a match to start things. And man, we're going to have some hell of a performers in this show. God, we got diamond Dallas page. We got gold dust, uh, going to perform in this show. Uh, they, uh, well, we got, uh, one of the Dudleys, I guess, or maybe all the Dudleys will be here. Kurt angle Booker T Holy shit. And then of course, stone cold, Steve Austin chat me up, uh, in the, in the battles of Mr. McMahon against Austin, where were we in the storyline at this time? Um, was it over? Had it just started? Was it hot? The prior year, Uh Austin had turned heel at WrestleMania and joined Vince McMahon. Oh, wow. And now Vince McMahon has brought in the NWO to kill his own creation, the WWF and Scott Hall is going to be wrestling, uh, Steve Austin and Steve Austin is going to be so mad that he's not higher up on the card that he's gone a couple months later. He quits and leaves. All right. All right. So, uh, we're, we're in the pretty good match. You see that, uh, Regal has a bloodied lip already. And that's because, you know, Regal, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many people, uh, realize this, but I often realize it because I knew Regal and, and fit Finley. And, you know, we talk about tough guys, you know, some of the toughest guys ever in wrestling were from England, from great Britain without question. I mean, these, these were like some badass guys. Uh, and, uh, so for, for Regal to have a bloody lip, shit, that's nothing to him. Look at the fans going first match. Look at them. Well, at the same time, these are two very exciting performers. I mean, I know you weren't watching at this point, but fans had ridiculously high hopes for Rob Van Dam. He had been with the company for, I'm going to say about a year at this point, but fans were really, really, really high on Rob Van Dam. Well, he was one of the big stars of ECW. He was. And and people thought he had the potential to be way, way high on the card here. And, you know, he was, uh, an internet favorite. He was, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's lots of guys like that now, I guess, but sure. you know, when AJ styles first came to the WWE a few years ago, it was similar to Rob Van Dam here where the fans were like, oh, this is our guy. And of course, back in this day, 
you know, he was having to compete with the rocks and Austin's and Hogan's and that's not exactly the case now. So AJ got to scoot to the top of the card a little faster than maybe people would have assumed, but in this era, it was really, really, really crowded at the top. Regal digging in the trousers again, the trunks. Whoa, there's Van Dam jump, spin, reverse kick. And uh, Van Dam goes, wow, look at that. And the boy, they're right with him. Aren't they? He goes up. The fans are with him in a great big frog splash that he sells as much as uh, Regal does. And one, two, three. How about that? Great opening match. You're not kidding. One of the best opening matches in WrestleMania history. And let me mention too, cause you made mention of it. I enjoy that. Whenever Van Dam would hit the five star frog splash, he would sell it just as much as his opponent, because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you're, you're jumping up so high and coming down with such force and it's your body on his body. Why would it magically hurt him? But not you like I've never headbutted a motherfucker, but in my head, uh, that hurts you too. I would love to see you have about 10 or 12 beers in you and headbutt Casio. I'm not going to. Okay. Have you seen Casio's fucking dome? Yeah, I know that, that would hurt you. That would be like this. It would be like you going. No, listen, I may have a bigger head, but it's sort of like whenever you trim your pubes, right? Because there's less hair there. It looks bigger and Casio's head, since he's balding as fuck, Mm -hmm. uh, his head looks wow. Right. Uh, <clears throat> what about me trimming my pubes? Uh, I've, no, I was I've, just I've, saying, you've I've, told me before that since you have, you know, tiny Peter, uh, that, uh, by the way, Vince McMahon, supposedly, as we see Christian here being interviewed by Lillian Garcia, uh-huh. uh, in this era or a couple of years after this, Vince McMahon wanted to put a blue dot over Christian's face every time he was on TV. Like that would have been the gimmick. This, you know, you've seen like old episodes of cops where you're yeah. like, is that my Aunt Eunice? And then they blur her face out and you're like, I don't know. They blurred right. her out. Well, they wanted to just do the blue dot over Christian's face. So uh-huh. you couldn't actually see him. Mm-hmm. And Vince wanted to do that because he thought that Christian was particularly ugly and had an annoying face and it made him mad. Well, it's, it's the big grin he's got on his face right now is pretty damn annoying. Well, I think that's the desired effect. Like they're doubling down on it, but this, the blue dot never happened. Right. Hey, uh, what's your favorite episode of Lillian Garcia's podcast? Uh, I've never heard one of her podcasts. Oh, you should listen to it. You would love it. Really? Yeah. I mean, you used to like going to the makeup chair and listen to the girls chat, right? And catch up. Yeah. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you listen to Lillian Garcia's podcast? What is Lillian doing now? Besides the podcast counting all of her money. Wow. Well, I, I can say this. This is the absolute first time I've seen Lillian Garcia. Well, Lillian Garcia, uh, was a ring oh. announcer. She took over like uh, Howard Finkel's job. Mm, okay. Well, who would you rather look at? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to look at that face. Holy shit. Hey, but I, I, I do, we do need to say this and, uh, and I, and again, uh, I I've had some, we've had some of our, our friends, uh, leave us in wrestling and, and bad things happen to people. I, I understand it. And I don't know if you know this or not, and I don't know enough of it 
to even talk about it, but I'm going to. I understand Howard Finkel is not well and hasn't been well for quite a while. If that is the case, my thoughts go out to him because uh, there, Howard was just a, a straight-up guy. I, I, I really enjoyed Howard. How about this entrance, all the para raining down for Christian? Yeah. So Edge and Christian are in the Hall of Fame, right? Christian is not Edge is. Okay. All right. But they were a tag team. This is the first time. <laughs> I guess there, there are fans out there that say Shivani has no reason to watch it. I don't even, I've never seen Christian wrestle before. Well, you're in for a treat because he is, uh, Bruce would say at different points in his career, he thought Christian was the most talented wrestler in the locker room. As far as bell to bell in ring work, the most talented technician there, but he was unfortunately, uh, paired with edge and edges star shined a little brighter and he captured more of the attention from management and therefore got the bigger push and. Maybe Christian never got his just due. So Christian would kind of be like a Marty Jannetty. Well, not exactly because Christian went on to be a world champion in WWE and then the NWA Christian's an NWA world champion. Okay. So, uh, speaking of champions, here comes diamond Dallas page. He's been with the company now at this point for almost a year. One of the first guys to come over after WCW went down. I think he took a buyout in order to uh, jump right into an angle with the undertaker where the gimmick was they made DDP a stalker and they right. insinuated that he was stalking the undertaker's wife. And years later, of course, DDP would say that was fucking stupid, bro. You ever seen my wife? I ain't stalking nobody's wife. <laughs> Absolutely. Which made total sense to me, but I think he really was angling for a program with the rock and for whatever reason, Vince didn't see him at that level, but jokes on him, I guess, because DDP yoga is a force to be reckoned with now. Yeah. DDP yoga is, if it's not already, it's very close to becoming a multimillion dollar company. Oh, it's been multimillion for many years. And I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if any of our uh, listeners, uh, there are probably a lot of our listeners who do DDP yoga through the app or through the DVDs that he has. But if you are in the Atlanta, whoa, wow. If you are in the Atlanta area, it is worth your time to go by his studio and see what he's got because it's going to blow your mind. The organization, the people he has working for him, the efforts that he put, it's an extension of what he always was a guy that went out there and busted his ass and tried to do things the right way. That, that that's all DDP yoga is, or I'm sorry, DDPY. And it certainly helped, you know, it, it's helped me. It's helped Lois. Uh, it's helped everybody. And he told me this one time, and this, I, I think it's very simple, but I think it's Diamond Dallas Page's motto. If you put the work in, you'll get the results. And that's what he told me about DDPY. He was right, and that's what he lived by. And that's kind of what, why Conrad Thompson is who he is. Oh, my God. What's going on? Are you trying to butter me up for something? You need a deal on a refi? What are you doing? I don't, I don't need, but I wouldn't mind you buying my dinner now and then watch out ahead of the Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now and again, I never okay. seen you buy shit alligator arms. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's like, no, I know exactly the bill comes and you're pissing or all of a sudden you're got these little T-Rex arms. Ah! Oh, did you need me to get that? Ah! No, I got it. Tony. 
Hope you enjoyed your fucking filet. Thought you yeah. didn't need steak anymore. Well, I can pick it up now. Now that I got the company credit card. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God. So what's the angle here, uh, with the edge and Christian, any angle or just, uh, I believe just, edge is having, uh, I mean, neck, with, neck fusion at this point. So he's out with an injury, I believe. All right. So, so what's the, what's the angle with diamond Dallas page and Christian? Well, Christian is the European champion. I mean, uh, diamond Dallas page is the European champion and Christian sure would like that belt. Okay. That's a good angle. And I'm telling you, we've, we've had what we are like, uh, what a half an hour into the show so far. And we've had some, and I know we're not done with this one. We've had a couple. Oh, wow. We've had a couple of kick-ass matches. Yeah. But, but wouldn't you say that when you're booked on WrestleMania, you probably are just a little more pumped about being in the ring? Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say without question. No, I, I'm, I'm trying not to do it all the time. We're getting some complaints that I say without question too often. Really? Yeah, which makes me want to double down on it. But you told me not to. <laughs> I didn't. Hey, I don't tell you what to do, some some bitch. Man, look at this. Good stuff. Good performers back then. I uh, I think I made a mistake. What do you mean? Oh, I think I should have, I should have kept up with it more than I did because I'm really enjoying some of the stuff I'm seeing. I, I mean, we we go back. Here's a one two and a false finish. We go back and. You know, we've looked at ECW events and every ECW event I've enjoyed, uh, especially when Francine walks out. Uh, but I've, I've, I've seen that you and I have, uh, we're watching here this WrestleMania and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I think I just, uh, I made a mistake by walking away from it. Well, don't feel bad, Tony. You're going to make a lot more mistakes. <laughs> There'll be plenty of time to make a lot more mistakes. Well, I, you know, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you feel that there's a lot more time in my life because, you know, the age I'm getting. Whoa, look at that. Holy shit. The age I'm getting. Shit, I could go anytime. No, not thanks to DDP yoga. Yeah. I right. mean, I, I think a lot of people are confused what happens if you go to Diamond Dallas Page's yoga performance center. First of all, you're going to get a lot of great diet tips. And. He's going to show you what apps to put on your phone and how to keep up with what you're eating and to make sure that you're on track to reach your goals. Uh, he's also going to, you know, give you the tools you need to be successful with your daily routine and how you can integrate DDP yoga into it. Right. Uh, and then he'll work with you very closely on learning the, the maneuvers and the moves and you know, what, what you need to do to sort of get your body looking and feeling good. But then lastly, right before you walk out, uh, you make a deal with the devil and Satan has a corner office and, uh, you sit with him a few minutes and he lays out all the possibilities and, and, and what is possible in your life. And then you sign in blood and you're on your way. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Trying for the diamond cutter that time, but Christian, uh, was, he's trying for it again, man. Still, after all those years, that whoa, one, two. I feel uh, like you're no sailing the deal with the devil. Are you trying to uh, kayfabe that a little bit? No, I, I. To be honest with you, I, I'm not so sure what you're talking about. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you told me when you left that you mm -hmm. felt like you'd made the deal of a lifetime because you met right. the devil himself and signed up. Right. In other words, 
Now, no, no. What I'm saying is like, you made a trade. You could live forever. Oh, but now you're a part of hell on earth. Right. <laughs> which just meant that you had to talk to me for three, sometimes four hours a week. Yeah. And Lois Shivani was going to live forever. And you yeah. were going to have dog hair blankets for life. And you came home and part of this deal with the devil is you got the bat cave finished, which was part of yeah. the compromise. Okay. I'll live with her for fucking ever. Okay. I'll cover myself in dog hair. Okay. Can I just have a brand new bat cave and voila, new carpet, new sheetrock, new desk, new bat signal. Yeah. And you and bug are up there trying to take refuge, but Hey, you're down uh 60 pounds. Uh-huh. And, uh, now thanks to DDP yoga, Lois is too. And she's going to live forever. Mm. And so will the dog here <sighs> kind of puts a dark cloud on my life. No, no, no. I mean, it's a good trade. You got the new sheetrock and carpet and desk. Yes. Conrad, you have smoked me out. You, you are right on all accounts. Yeah. Well, what's, what's all this about this, this him screaming, no, and DDP DDP, and now- DDP did not give him a complimentary pass. Uh-huh. to the DDP yoga app. He told right. Christian, he's got to pay for the lifetime membership. So Christian, obviously in the ring is doing yoga himself. Well, okay. yeah, that's right. He's trying to show, I think he just did the diamond dozen. God. Oh Lord. Christian looks like one of my kids back in the nineties. When I said we couldn't go to Disney world this year, flip flopping around on the floor and diamond goes back through the fans. Love that. He's just trying to sell memberships. <laughs> He's doing a hell of a job. I mean, uh, yeah. I, three or four people have signed up on the way. All right, here we go. One of the biggest stars in the history of our great sport, Jonathan coachman. Absolutely. Jonathan coachman with a little bit of hair there as well. Oh, I'm it's, sorry. It's the rock. He's, yeah. he's there too. Yeah. Right. Shut up. Jabroni. It's just a shame that you can't hear this. Cause you probably haven't heard very many rock promos. Have you? Uh, no, I've not. Finally, the rock has come back to Toronto. Hulk Hogan, the sage has sent WrestleMania, the biggest matchup of all time. A matchup that will determine who will go down as the greatest ever. And Hogan, last week, you asked The Rock. You stood in the ring and asked The Rock what you're going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you. You see, Hogan, what you're failing to realize, The Rock wants you to remember, is The Rock wants Hulkamania to run wild on him tonight. The Rock wants Hulkamania in all of his glory. Coach, let The Rock ask you something. Did you take your vitamins this morning? <laughs> well, actually, I did, Rock. <laughs> actually, Rock, I do. <laughs> the Rock asked you this. Did you say your <laughs> prayers? Well, actually, I, I got kind of busy. I was you got busy saying your prayers. The Rock gives thanks every day. We all do. And you got busy? Well, Rock, it's been a Well, busy- what are you waiting for, Coach? What are you waiting for? You know what? Shut up, coach. You don't make any decisions around here. The Rock's not going to make a decision tonight. Excuse The Rock one second. 
Would you people like to see the coach say his prayers? You see, coach, they believe in you. The Rock believes in you. So, coach, say your prayers. Say your prayers, coach. Put your hands together, coach. Put them together. Look up into the sky. Look up. Get down on your knees, coach. Get on your knees. Say your prayers. Give your thanks. Get out on your knees, coach. Coach, we all believe in you, coach. Now you say your prayers like you've never said them before. What up, Jake? <laughs> coach here, I just wanted to give you, you know, a quick shout out. It's been night for everybody. What in the blue hell is wrong with you? What up, G? That's the way you give thanks? You get out of here, you sick freak! You don't give thanks like that. Get his candy ass out of here. You see, Hulk Hogan, The Rock wants Hulkamania in all of his glory. What you gonna do, Hulk Hogan, when you face The Rock tonight? When you've got butterflies in your Hulka stomach and you reach down to feel if you still got a Hulka strudel? Hulk Hogan, what you gonna do when The Rock runs wild on you? You know what, Hogan? The Rock will tell you exactly what you're gonna do. The Rock will tell you, you're gonna feel the electricity like you've never felt before. Electricity that has happened like never before. Hulk Hogan, you are gonna hear 70,000 strong chanting your name, chanting The Rock's name. Hulk Hogan, you will see the people's elbow come crashing down on your chest. And Hogan, above all else, above all else, you will, you will, you will, you will, you will, good God Almighty, you will smell what the rock is cooking. It is what do you think? Holy shit. That's not even in his top 50, top 100, but he knew how to connect with the crowd. He knew what they wanted and he gave it to them. Wow. Phenomenal. Going to a letterbox look here, which can only mean one thing. It's time for the natural dust. And I mean, gold dust. So they would go to a letterbox look. Yeah. Because he was, uh, originally the gimmick was that he was associated with the movies. And so right. he would quote old films and, you know, he did a couple of skits by the Oscars and painted himself all gold. Talking right. about Hollywood of yesteryear. Well, at this point, it's less about that. He's uh fresh off a of return. He was a, a surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble in Atlanta a few months prior to this. Uh-huh. And that was his return to the company. And uh, he's still on that same run here. And he came back uh, much lighter than when we last saw him in WCW. So Vince gave him a shot and he kept it between the ditches and, and had quite the run. I guess he's still technically having it, but it's been a while since we've seen him on TV. I think he's had some surgeries and whatnot and lots of rumor and innuendo about what's next for gold dust. I think a lot of people think that, you know, he would be a heck of a a trainer at NXT or a producer for TV. I mean, somebody who's been with the company that long, but I don't know that, that he's done because he, uh, he's lean and mean and feeling good. And this guy Maven coming out here, he won 
uh, a WWE reality show competition. This is when reality TV was first popping off and they had a show called tough enough and Maven wound up winning. I remember hearing about tough enough. And so here he is now Maven no longer in the business. No. Okay. You know, I, I don't want to uh, discount this match or ignore this match or give this match its props, but I'm still just reeling from that interview. I saw, I just, that's old school shit, man. What? How is that old school? But that's, that's just a guy going out there who has fucking talent. Like the rock has talent and just, just doing his thing. Now I'm, I'm sure part of it was scripted. But still, it well, just here's just a spo- here's a spoiler for you. It was all scripted. Okay, but he connected with the fans, like you said. Yeah, he definitely did, and I'm not discounting The Rock when I say it was all scripted. But there was a, a writer who worked with the company at this point uh, named Brian Gwertz, and he is a great friend of Bruce Pritchard and, and the Pritchard Show. Mm-hmm. And he was like Rock's biggest fan and ally and wrote a lot for him, wrote a lot for Kurt Angle, wrote a lot for Edge and Christian. Um, and as a result, it worked so well for so long that when the rock went to Hollywood, he hired Brian. And so Brian now works for the rocks production company. And, uh, but almost everything you heard the rock say in these days was directly written by Brian. Now, somebody still has to, has to feel the crowd and, Right. Call an audible when they need to. And somebody more importantly has to be able to deliver the lines effectively. And nobody did that better than the rock. Right. Maven here has, uh, I believe, uh, not had the best post wrestling life. I could be wrong on that. Okay. Well, it's a, uh, it's kind of tough here too, because what, this is a, a throughout the history in wrestling. A lot of times you are, uh, you have to follow some good shit. And as you can tell, the fans are not into this. And the reason they're not in this, these guys had to follow that promo from the rock. And it's a tough follow, man. It's tough. I, I liked how, I like how the rock, uh, talked about himself in the, uh, in third person. Always yeah. did that. Huh? That the- was great. The uh, rumor in innuendo is that, uh, it was Jr. who suggested that he did the third person deal, uh, based on the way Deion Sanders used to do interviews where Deion Sanders in the early nineties would say, well, Deion thinks this and Deion wouldn't do that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, good. Good for Jr. if he suggested it. And, and I believe Vince Russo is the one who uh, suggested he shorten the name Rocky Maivia to the rock. So lots of, uh, talented people along the way, helping shape and mold what would become the biggest movie star in the entire world. Yeah. The number one action star from wrestling, from wrestling. <laughs> Got to have the talent though. And, and I, I was thinking too, and, and, and I'll, I'll bring this up again when we see the match. Uh, but I, I was thinking about. You and I watched recently the Survivor Series, right? And the first time we saw Rocky Maivia and how he has, from 96 to here, 2002, how the character has developed. Yeah. Oh, fan, fans are standing up. What do we got? One, two, three. 
What the hell? That's like Goldust raped my dad. What the fuck? Well, what? What's wrong with that? Uh, Spike Dudley, your hardcore champion. Oh, no. It's Crash Holly chasing after Spike Dudley. So here's the deal with the hardcore belt. It's it's 24-7 rules. So you could win the belt at a concession stand or a rental car place or your hotel room. As long as you get a referee in there to witness your victory, you're the hardcore champion. So the chase is on now, right here. We see uh, mm. triple H who's going to be challenging Chris Jericho in the main event. And this is for the undisputed championship. Now, the reason that matters is because, um, I can't believe this is a real sentence, but a handful of months prior to this in late 2001, there was a pay-per-view called vengeance and they had a tournament to crown an undisputed champion where they would essentially combine the WCW world title and the WWE world title. And I think most famously, um, people were talking about the rock as WCW world champion. And they just thought, man, we need to do something a little different here. So they, they did a tournament of sorts. Right. And in late 2001, unbelievably, Chris Jericho became the first undisputed champion, but that's not what's unbelievable. He had to beat both the rock and stone cold on the same night. Right. Chris Jericho was a made man ever since. Right. I I think that may be in the archives with us. I think we've watched that. I'm not sure. No, it's, it's on Patreon. I believe on a bonus. If I'm right, maybe not. Maybe I watched it on my own. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Jericho was, was involved in all that. And of course, Mr. McMahon had a lot in that angle, had a lot to do with it. Well, they are certainly pumping out the music here, aren't they? Yeah. It's unfortunate too, because to me, it's poor planning. We're 42 minutes in and we've already had two musical performances. It's kind of like. Okay. It's kind of like they look at the Super Bowl, which I know they do. They look at the Super Bowl and say, if they can have a halftime musical guest or concert, then we can have it during the course of, of our show. Listen, I get it. If you're, if you're trying to fill time, it's three hours and 42 minutes. Yeah, I know. I and mean, it's, it's way too long. Like it's, it, if it's these two, so when I think of WrestleMania 18, you know what? I don't think of this. Yeah. And this is, this is not Jericho's band either. Is it? This is not, no, no, no. Uh, I, I do want to mention that in this era, Jericho, uh, before ultimately it became a swerve bro and Stephanie joined him. Jericho as a baby face would go out and start calling Stephanie a, uh, trash bag. hoe. Wow. You ever know any trash bag hoes back in your day? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Let's hear some trash bag of host stories. No, they were way before I was married. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I get that. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but I, I, I would just, uh, I just, when I, uh, there was, there was a, when I graduated from, uh, high school and when I started going to college and by the, in the time I graduated from college before I met Lois, there was a, uh, there was a part of Tony Schiavone's life to where, he didn't care. I like when you talk about yourself in third person. So it's, very, it's very rock-like <laughs> That's right. where there was a part of my life where I didn't care. 
What does that mean? It means it didn't matter who she was, how she looked. Um, I was there. Wait, are you, are you trying to tell us you were like a, like a man whore? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a very short period of my life, but, but I didn't care. Well, it couldn't have been a long one. It's physically impossible. Um, (laughs) I didn't care. I mean, I just, I I didn't care. And we're, we're talking about living in Virginia. Oh my gosh. It was, you were hooking up with hill people. Uh, yeah, sure was. You ever get a hold of a stinky one? (laughs) Haven't we all? So help me understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, are we, are we talking about rookie numbers or are you playing pro here? Uh, I was playing pro. I was playing pro. I I don't, and I don't know when I look back on that time, of course, I'm, I'm, I've, I've matured a quite deal since that time. But when I look back, when is this, first of all, when's this fucking song going to end now? It's over right now. Thank God. You can tell Uh, because he doesn't have the microphone to his face. Yeah. Oh, he picked it up again. Uh, uh, there was a time that I just, uh, I don't know. I was, I look back on that and I think, was I fucking nuts? I mean, I could have look at this pile of empty boxes (laughs) and that was Al snow. Yeah. That was Al snow and a referee. Okay. Was that peanut head? It was. Uh, a pile of boxes and the hardcore championship is still going on, I guess. Right. Absolutely. And Jimmy Corderas is going to be there to try to count the pin. Okay. If something should happen between crash Holly and spike. Right. Spike's going to take off with his belt. I think he thinks he got away with it. So spike ran in. Nope. A hurricanes coming through. Oh my God. With a fucking cave. And he got him. <laughs> Shane Helms is your new hardcore champion. And he's all, whew, he flew out of the screen. This is pretty funny. It's a, this actually has some, man, I, they had a, they had a pretty good creative group back then. They really did. This is pretty funny. By, hmm. the, by the way, Spike Dudley, I believe now is an investment banker. Is he really? And there they are, Jr. and the King. Is there a more iconic announced duo? No. Then I mean, to me, it's it's Gorilla and Bobby, and then it's Jr. and the King. I agree, absolutely agree. And, and we're seeing a replay for something we saw eight seconds ago. Thanks a lot, guys. Here, I hope I hope they show him run off screen, and whew, he's gone. Oh, very cool. But you know what? Let's, why don't we go? Why don't we play another fucking song? Jesus. Well, no, why would we do that? Now it's Kurt Angle. I'm being facetious. Do they, do they still do that? What? Play songs? Yeah. Have bands come out and do live shit at WrestleMania now. Maybe, you know, I mean, the deal, it would be uh, somebody would have someone's entrance music played like triple H used to have motorhead play him to the ring. Yeah. Boy, Kurt Angle, man. Yeah, Kurt Angle here is uh, relatively new with the company. He's only been in a couple of years, but uh, man, he's uh, Look at he's that. moving up the ladder in a big way. That guy can't yeah. spell suck at all. He may have been one of those Virginia hill hillbillies you hooked up with. 
And he probably spelled Rick, R-I-C-K. One of those people that did that. But Kurt Angle then is, uh, is legit. So how, uh, how, how old were you when you were playing Powerball? How old was I when I was playing Powerball? Yeah. When you didn't care. Oh, um, 19, 20, 21. Oh, that age. How many kids did you have when you were my age, when you're 37? Uh, let me think 37. I had five. I would kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Oh, that was my inside voice. I'm sorry. I didn't think I said that out loud. (laughs) I, uh, yeah. But it's amazing how I've changed. It it just shows how life changes. What? You're not letting it soak anymore? No. Mm -mm. So Angle apparently was a heel here. Yeah. So the deal is he was always supposed to be a heel Mm -hmm. just by coming out and talking about being the all American hero and just being so sugary white meat baby face that these stone cold Steve Austin fans are going to boo that, you know, they want you to flip them off and drink beer and right. Beat up your boss. Not talk about, you know, intelligence and intensity and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, pretty cool. And now I know where he got when he walked out as a general manager raw and he got everybody go, you suck. You it came from this a term of endearment, a term of endearment. Yeah. So, so here you go. Here comes the mayor. He's going to wrestle our Olympic hero. Mm-hmm. The winner has to be Tony Schiavone's wingman. <laughs> I don't need a wingman anymore. What you, I, you know what? I didn't need a wingman back then. You were just, you were knocking the dust off everybody. Yeah. Hulk, didn't matter. Hulking yeah. up on them all. Didn't matter. Well, that's a part of my life. It's gone. As I said, I've matured now. I've got, I've got uh, five, uh, uh, children. I've got a wonderful wife. I've got dogs. I've got a house. I've got wonderful friends like you and Bruce and Dave Silva and Eric Bischoff. And, uh, uh, not everybody on that list is your friend, uh, Jeff Jewett and, uh, Super Dave and Cassio and Jay Z. Here's what I like. I like that you put Cassio like 14 people down the list. Okay. You're actually that, that, that matters to you, right? That I put people down the list. Okay. I'm not saying that at all. I'm well, just... That list is not really my friend. I, I don't, I didn't, I, I caught that you had said that. And, and well, anyway, let's go back to the match as Kurt Angle, obviously is a tough son of a bitch. But man, Kane is going, I, I've never met, I've, I've never met either one of these guys, but obviously, uh, Kane to be, uh, a politician. Wow. Uh, has to be a pretty cool guy. Hey, let me ask, did you see, um, the fire fest documentaries that everybody's been talking about the last few weeks? Yes, I did. What do you think about the old boy who said that, uh, he was prepared to do what it took to get that water. Mm, yeah. Um, that was commitment. You know, that is, that, is, that, that's not only a commitment. That is fucking creepy. Don't you think? What do you mean? He, he didn't care. He's at that age in his life where he doesn't care. And he's just doing that for the good of the business, I guess. Right. I mean, listen, would it be 
I mean, it's not like people haven't done that in wrestling before for the good of the business. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have. How do you, th- sure- how do you think we built this podcast empire? <laughs> what? I, well, I'm sure it's not like that. Whoa. One <laughs> at a time. <laughs> Stop. First, I started with pop pops <laughs> and then, <laughs> Hey, Brucey. <laughs> <laughs> then I won an award. Yeah. For that. And then, uh, met you and that yeah. one didn't leave me satisfied. So got all easy in the action. Now, now we're good. Now there's a whole festival around it. We call, I call yeah. mine Starcast. Yeah. And the difference between your festival and fire is, you know what the fuck you're doing. And you didn't have to suck any dick to get water there. <laughs> oh, that was man. That was, we had uh, all the water we needed at Starcast, and, and your jaws were fine. <laughs> oh, yes, we did. I went that belly to back over top. Wow. Yeah. We're this talking was, over a really good match here. Yeah. I mean, we've had some good matches. Hell, everything's been a good match. So I, far. I think you could argue this is the most loaded roster in the history of wrestling. It, it's, it's, I don't, I've never seen all the rosters, but I would, I would venture to say that you're not going to find much more loaded than this, nor are you going to find a better work rate than this and these guys. And if you ask me, uh, if you add the rock promo that we saw with he and coach and you remove the fucking music that has no earthly cause, listen, I don't want to be seen as a hater of rock music because I'm not. But it just, there's no place for it here. Why, and I'm you, so, why are you so mad about rock and roll music? I'm not mad about rock and roll music. I'm mad about the placement of it in a wrestling show. I feel like this is like the way Footloose started. <laughs> You're going to start telling us to burn our, I'll burn our albums in a minute. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I just, uh, I just think it just, it adds nothing to the show. That's my opinion. Well, then start your own fucking WrestleMania. How's that? Two. Got the two count. Yeah, I'll just go out and say, hey, we're going to have a WrestleMania at the Cobb County Civic Center in Marietta next week. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. How many How many musical acts will you have there? I have none. I have absolutely none. Man, look at... I tell you, Angle just freaking ripped, and he look at those delts. Do you um do you watch Impact? No, never seen it. Really, I've, I've, I have seen uh, bits and pieces from YouTube, but I've never watched a show. I assumed um, by now you would be setting the DVR just so you could see uh, Scarlet Bordeaux's uh, segment every week. Mm, she's got a segment every week. Yeah, she's the smoke show. Well, then guess what? I'm going to have to start watching it. She did a uh, a little training montage a few weeks ago, getting ready for her in-ring debut. Mm-hmm. And they showed her uh, training, and so she's like lifting weights and doing some cardio and all that stuff. Okay. But then she uh, shows you part of her diet, I guess. She ate a banana. Okay. And I just, you know, she needed potassium. I don't know. Yeah, I know. And but it, it wasn't the fact that she ate the banana. I would imagine it's how she ate the banana. I was just like, boy, Tony Schiavone, this is the type, this is his wrestling right here. 
I, I sometimes I feel, and we're in the midst of some great belly to back German type suplexes and a and a good kick out. I I get the feeling that I have been many times misrepresented on this show. No, no, dude. Every time we're in the middle of a great match, like let's say. I don't know the nasty boys, cactus Jack and max Payne, mm-hmm. and they're beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. And you're having a fucking aneurysm because they're not showing Missy Hyatt enough. Okay. So I, I think you've been represented fairly. Cause I hmm. think, I think things have come full circle and you're to that age where you just don't care. Hmm. You've shamaned. Uh, you, you're right about that. I'm at that age where I just don't care. I got to tell you, I enjoyed hanging out with you this past weekend in Atlanta. A lot of fun. It was. And you made some new friends. Yes, I did. Yes. Yes, I did. And thanks for, uh, yeah, I I did a show in your fucking town, needed a special guest and, you know, showed me you Shivani'd. Why do you think I Shivani'd? Naked biscuit bound. (laughs) Well, I do. I mean, you know, I, I really do. I, 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 I'm not to the point in my life that I own my own company now and I can call my shots. I wait a to, minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A few minutes ago. Didn't you say, man, I've got a company card. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, tell them <laughs> I'm sick. Right. Come See, on I, you know what? I, I can't argue with you. Cause I, I cause I win. I'm good at it. <laughs> you're damn right. You're good at it. Four out. When I was a Ute, <laughs> you're still a Ute. I was going to be, uh, an attorney just so I could take care of people like you who didn't care. <laughs> Were you really going to be attorney at one time? No. To hell. You'd have been a good one. Holy shit. It would have been fun. Yeah. It but been, I think man. this is more fun. Yeah. I mean, really and truly you and I are getting paid to watch a cane match, which is really the only way to watch a cane match. If we're honest. Mm-hmm. Apologies to the people listening who aren't getting paid to watch a cane match. Yeah. One, two, and oh, that's pretty cool. Let me just tell you, I think Kurt Angle is top five all time as far as in ring. Well, uh, if you ask me, one of the top five matches that you and I have watched on these podcasts has to be Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon and that thing. What a car crash that was, huh? Oh, I've, that that's one of those matches you remember your entire life. You absolutely do. So yeah. So I would agree, man. Oh, holy shit. Can I just tell you the other day at the Aurora rumble? Well, I mean, I think it's still going on right now. Um, when Jeff Jarrett was surprise entrant number two. Yeah. And he was second in the rumble and then. I don't think he was third, but like Kurt Angle was like fourth. I got really excited. And then I remember Jeff was already eliminated because, well, it just would have been awesome if Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett were in the rumble at the same time. Wouldn't it have been? And that they should have had a sword fight. Oh my. Do you hear what you're saying into the microphone right now? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I just, a just an opinion, just an opinion. And if I'm right, uh, can I get you to uh, explain something or maybe I'm making too much out of it? I don't know. But while the Royal Rumble was going on, uh, you, you tweeted something out that was kind of like, it was like a one word thing. Do you remember doing that? And I, and I never understood what that was about. 
No, it was the next day during Raw. Yeah. And they had Jeff Jarrett come out singing the song that Bruce and I uh, hammered okay. on the podcast in 16 and 17 and some in 18. But I mean, we still do it on our live shows. It's, it's with uh-huh. my baby tonight. And when they had Jarrett come out singing it on the show. Yeah. Uh, great friend of the show, Corey Graves says, where's Bruce? <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> Got it. I mean, what an influence this silly fucking idea. Yeah. Hey Bruce, we should tell old stories about wrestling. Mm-hmm. That Akeem shit, man. That was a rib on dusty. And then ta-da fucking people are listening and paying attention and Nope. That's pretty crazy. I, I saw the, uh, the download numbers for January. Mm-hmm. I had to upload the, um, the show this past Friday morning and it was on gorilla monsoon. And when I logged in, it of course brings up the analytics and I saw the download numbers for January for something to wrestle. And I was like doing a double take, like, man, how is this still happening? But it is roll tide. Thank you guys. It's happening because it's good. Well, it's not as, it's not as good as this one. You know, I think the deal is we just, we're, we got so much sizzle and so little steak on this show that, that, uh, people just dismiss it because they're not getting like the, uh, like, we don't know, like, Hey, what time of day did Kurt Angle shave his armpits? Right. You know, that type of thing. Right. And instead, you know, we're talking to you about, man, what if he had a sword fight with Jeff Jarrett? Like. (laughs) And to me, that's way funnier and I enjoy that. And so people pick up on that and I get tagged all the time. It's funny because half of the tweets about this show say, oh, Conrad has more fun on this show than any of the others. And then the other half say Conrad is disinterested in this show and doesn't care about it at all. And it's like, wait a minute. How can both of those be takeaways from different people? That's from the same show. All right. Now this will be funny because Anytime there's one of those little things right there, they always do this shadow gimmick and there's probably going to be a lady near nude soon. Oh, there they are. What do you know? Holy. Wait a second. Is that Stephanie? No. What's wrong with you? I was thinking, uh, man, I wouldn't want my daughter to take off her top on the show. I don't know who these girls are, but they're probably Godfather's hose or something. Okay. They're not, they're not regular characters on the show. They're just girls. They hire Oh, look, he's going to ride his broom. (laughs) Yeah. Godfather's hose. There you go. Oh, now Godfather's tugging on the broom. (laughs) Uh, well, there you go. The hardcore champion was hard there for a bit. Wasn't he? No, he just had a broom. What are you talking about? Okay. I just, well, it didn't look that way. And, and here, the undertaker, this is the. Wow, man. Look at flair looking pretty cool. So this is the undertaker's 10th WrestleMania match. If the undertaker were to win here, no spoilers, uh, we would be 10 and O on the undertaker streak. And this is Rick flair's first match back in the company. First match since WrestleMania eight. In fact, as far as a WrestleMania, uh, but his first match back was, uh, with the Royal rumble, uh, like a street fight with Vince McMahon in January in Atlanta, but this is his first WrestleMania. So, and it's a big one against the undertaker and the plan when they brought Rick back was that he would never wrestle. He was just going to be an on-screen character and he was going to be part of a storyline, but never in the ring. And then of course, three weeks later, he's wrestling Vince McMahon at the rumble. 
And they, they do a fun little bit here because David Flair is in developmental training. And, uh, I believe he's in Ohio Valley. Uh-huh. Anyway, Undertaker is trying to goad Ric Flair into a match and uh, Flair keeps saying no. So Undertaker attacks Arn Anderson, Flair's best friend, trying to say, Hey, listen, I'm I'm gonna fight you one way or another. Now that looks like tracks, the developmental territory or developmental building in Stanford. Well, there's his son David Flair getting beat up in training, bloodied. A fun little angle here where Rick refuses to fight him. So he beats up his best friend and his son. And that's enough. And now flares in. Holy shit. Great angle, man. Flair is, uh, in his head a little bit here. He's thinking that he's lost his confidence and WCW really did a number on him. He's not feeling like himself. He's not in the shape he wants to be in, and he's certainly not in the headspace he wants to be in. And, uh, yeah, the storyline here is of course, when flair tries to hit the undertaker, undertaker moves, flair hits a fan, the fan presses charges, flair gets arrested mm-hmm. and storyline here. Um, flair was the part owner of WWE. So it was sort of Rick versus Vince. And now Rick is meeting with the board here in Stanford to try to get permission to actually wrestle a match. And Linda McMahon is giving her opinion. This is fucking cool. This is all fucking cool. Well, well written. Yeah, it is absolutely well written, man. Play right now saying hire Tony Schiavone. He doesn't <laughs> care. He will service all the ladies in the hills of Virginia. Mr. McMahon said, I'm not going back there. I had that son of a bitch here. He left. I'll never hire him again. And Flair's probably saying he's funny. You've just got to let him get warmed up. <laughs> and Vince probably said something like, where the <laughs> hell's that always been? Goddamn pal. Goddamn pal. Where's that been? Yeah. How come that son of a bitch wasn't allowed to do his shit in WCW? Here's something funny. Ha ha. He's not hired. Ha ha. <laughs> now what's this shot here? Well, because the undertaker is the American badass. He rides a motorcycle to the ring. Gotcha. This is your favorite incarnation of the undertaker, it's right? The most real one. Well, yeah, I like the versions of characters where the guy, I, I, I like when the guy you see on TV is really the guy in real life, just with the volume turned up. All right. So like stone cold, Steve Austin, same guy, just, you know, when he's at Applebee's, he's not chugging beers over his head and flipping off the waitress, but pretty much everything else is similar. Yeah. And I mean, this is probably how Mark Calloway dresses in real life and rides motorcycles. And I mean, this is more him than walking around, rolling his eyes in the back of his head, putting people in caskets. Yeah. But, but when you don't get me wrong, if you, if you suspend disbelief for a little bit, the original undertaker is incredible. Yeah, it is, but you've got to evolve and change. And so 
the Chris Jericho, the Lucha wrestler that we first saw in WCW and the one we see now, the badass brawler, th- those are different dudes. And so the undertaker changed and evolved and I'm not mad at that. This reinvigorated me with the undertaker because after 10 years of really the same thing, something a little different was okay. Now here's somebody who never changed and made it work. The nature boy, Ric Flair back at WrestleMania after a 10 year absence. I used to, I used to own that robe. Really? That's a good looking robe, man. It wasn't my favorite just because the design was so different from some of his other ones. I like the more classic traditional look, but it was a cool one. You know, the thing about Ric Flair's robes, and this is, this is a, one of those, well, duh statements, but every one of those look good on him. Oh, regardless for sure. They were. Yeah. yeah. There was never a bad looking Ric Flair robe. Look at this, man. Go get him. Fans are on their feet with this one too. So Flair's in his head and isn't sure that he can do this. And Undertaker's trying to, uh, pump him up a little bit. And Flair's really deferring to the Undertaker because just the way he's feeling about himself. And there'll be a, a spot here that Flair's told the story a thousand times where Undertaker Irish whips him into the corner. And, you know, Flair used to do the flip over the top yeah. rope, run down the side deal. Well, he misses it. And Undertaker grabs him, gets him back in the corner, and leans in and says, You ready to try again, kid? Wow. And whips him in again and he hits it. And Rick said from then on, he was golden. He, he knew that he, he hadn't lost undertaker's confidence and undertaker believed in him and that, you know, they had a good match after that, but a, di- a very different style match, which was by design. Rick didn't think he could have his regular match here. So they're going to do a lot of brawling. There's still going to be some re- traditional wrestling action, but lots of punching and brawling, not just the standard wrestling match. And that really wouldn't be called for after undertaker has left his best friend and his son laying in a bloody heap, by the way, you can tell what referee Rick picked here. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Little Nate himself. And Charles had not been with the company a, a long time here, but Rick specifically requested him for this match. So I'm sure as a result of not only this match, but yeah, probably this match. There's a bond between these two. That's as solid as anything, right? Uh, when Rick got married, uh, in September undertaker was there. No. And this match I'm sure has a lot to do with it because you got to remember too, Flair's been in WCW at this point for a long time, you know, 10 years or so. And there weren't a ton of crowds like this on this type of stage for WrestleMania that he wrestled in. They had really big nitros. You know, I'm not going to dispute that. Right. As far as a pay-per-view, a big dome pay-per-view show like this with sort of the cachet of WrestleMania, this is another level. And Flair hadn't been at this level for a while and he's in his head about it. Holy shit. I'm not going to spoil it, but there is something that happens in this match that everybody talks about as being 
one of the greatest things of all time and you'll know it when you see it. Okay. Well, I can say this, that match wise, they are batting a thousand here. Here we go. Misses the, uh, spot in the turnbuckle and undertaker takes him right back to the original spot. Lays a couple of blows in there. And let's do it again, kid. Nailed it. Wow. Yes, sir. Kind of, kind of fun when you know the full story. It is man. It's the magic of the fucking business. The magic of the business. Hell of a moment, man. I'm glad I'm watching it. So they're still coming up, something coming up here. Yeah. Uh, something that will give you goosebumps and you'll get excited about. And I don't know, man, you may want to play swords with me when it's done. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but good shit, man. I'm not sure. I'm thinking that's uh, my buddy, Tommy Carlucci in the background there. Here's that flare. And then the foot, a lot of times, wow, a lot of times it's a clothesline that knocks him down. They went with the foot that time. Oh. I recently got a ticket to this show. Uh, our friend Chris McDonald, who helps us with some fun graphics and videos, he actually went to this show. Uh huh. And uh, I believe, oh, look, that's, uh, that's the homie from Mad TV right there in the front row. Oh, yeah. Um, after he lost all his weight. Uh, anyway, uh, Chris McDonald was there and I think we'll be able to spot him in a little while. He's holding up a giant yellow sign that says D's nuts on it. <laughs> but yeah, for Christmas, he sent me his WrestleMania 18, uh, ticket stub, which I thought was awesome. That's very cool. So he knows I'm a, a big flare mark and this match was a, a pretty landmark match for Rick. These nuts, these nuts. Did you ever, uh, got him? Oh my God. What are you saying? <laughs> did, did you ever meet, uh, none and D's? No. None your business and D's nuts. No. <laughs> no. Oh, how much would it take <laughs> for us to get you to do a D's nuts joke to Lois here on the show? Can I bribe you for that? Yeah. Dude, we have got to get her with some D's nuts. <laughs> Cause you know what she would say. You're fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. Juvenile. I'm not in that juvenile humor like you and Conrad are. Yeah, I just sit on fucking Facebook, play with dog hair all day. Exactly. That, that's that's mature, as you would say. Yeah, uh, yeah that's mature. I got ni- I got nineteen jobs, chick. Talking to me about fucking juvenile was juveniles being a grown ass human, just sitting around in your ass all day, playing on fucking social media. Yeah. Talk to me about juvenile. Yeah. Ragging on left wingers, getting on that ultra right wing sites that you get on. Well, you're a little too liberal with that fucking dog hair. How's that? (laughs) Let me write that fucker down. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm, I'm using that to I'm using that fucking today. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. And we're clear. <laughs> we're done with this show. Buddy. Oh, I love that, man. Man, look at the blood on the camera. Yep. This is spectacular. This is absolutely this is this is WrestleMania, man. This is what it's all about. It really is. This is fucking you know, this rock Hulk Hogan match is one for the ages. Right. And it overshadows everything else on the card. Sure. However, I always wondered why did we never get Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan? Mm. Biggest star of the eighties versus the biggest star of the nineties. Okay. Would have been something else, man. Would have been because just theorizing here. Look at that superplex. Flair here at this point is 73 years old. <laughs> oh, hey, we didn't talk about this. And I guess it's a secret, but he didn't know how to work podcasts. Yeah. Are you going to uh, Rick's birthday party later mm-hmm. this month? Yep. You think what will be a bigger surprise that they threw a party or that you didn't have basketball? <laughs> I got, you know what? I got basketball the next day and I'm supposed to be with the team in Oxford, Mississippi that night, but I'm going to go to the party and then drive to Oxford, Mississippi the next day. I, uh, I'm only there because I want to see you. I'm supposed to be in St. Louis the next day doing a show with Eric Bischoff. Uh huh. And I asked Bischoff if he just wanted to ride together. He's not invited to the birthday party. Really? Which made me very yeah. happy because now <laughs> it makes you very happy. Well, first of all, I don't know that Eric would even want to come to Atlanta. The gold club's not even a thing anymore. Is it? <laughs> no. And then secondly, I'm really happy. He's not coming because now I can tell Eric that when it came to the birthday party, Rick said, fire me. I'm already fired. Fire me. I'm already fired. Yeah. So, and, uh, Lois is coming too, by the way. No, she's not. Oh yeah, she is. Well, she won't come to my fucking wedding, but she'll go to his goddamn birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he said 70, 70 birthdays and 81 marriages. <laughs> and Lois has been in all of them. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> liberal with that dog hair. The dog hair is a good line. Yeah, it is. It's a great line. It is a great line. Every now and again, I'll, I'll, I'll let something drip out. It's pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. We flare, man. Jesus. A lot of fucking blood. Holy shit. And you can better believe on nature boy, Rick Flair, these ain't quote unquote blood capsules. Did you ever see a blood capsule? No. Never saw it. It's just the barbaric practice of cutting one's forehead with a razor blade. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. No, I know that. I'm just making fun of the phrase that yeah, the blood the, the phrasing that Vince McMahon used in a letter to Ted Turner once when he just really took Ted to task for bleeding on WCW TV. And mm. of course it's all over the WWF. Yeah.
These guys are having a hell of a brawl. Where does Rick rank this in his all-time great matches? I don't know, but I mean, he would say it's one of his most important. I don't think he would say it's better than the stuff he was doing with Ricky Steamboat in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Or Shawn Michaels or. Right. But it has to go down as, as one of his most memorable ones. For sure. Yeah. For sure. You know, a flair WrestleMania match is a big deal. And you know, of course. WrestleMania eight against Randy Savage is a big deal. WrestleMania 18 against the undertaker is a big deal. WrestleMania 24 against Shawn Michaels is a big deal. Those are big, important matches. Hmm. Like a great, I got a pair of those, uh, red trunks like that somewhere. Hmm. The undertaker is really, really hard to, uh, like very few collectors have anything from the undertaker. I think he's saved almost all of it. He'd be able to pay off a vacation house with all that shit. I bet you. Why do, why doesn't he depart with, he just trying to find the right moment. Maybe I think, I think a lot of people, well, I mean, he probably doesn't. I shouldn't say probably he definitely doesn't need it. He commands a high price to do anything he wants. And he's still making very, very good money working for Vince and not having an full schedule to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, look at this, which reminds me, uh, if I can have a horror moment here. Oh God. A horror moment there. A horror moment. Horror or whore. Hoa. Okay. As they would say in the Sopranos. Hey, we She's, she's a hooah. <laughs> Ralphie. Uh, there was uh, something on social media about uh, that appearance I made at TNA, you know, when I came in the ring. and Yeah, I remember. Okay. I still have those shirts. Why? Why? Because we throw nothing away at our house. Oh, not even the fucking dog hair. <laughs> That's right. So somebody say, why, why would you wear a shirt like that? I almost, and I almost put on Twitter. I still got it. If you want to buy it, motherfucker. Hey, let me ask you a real question. Yeah. Is there a way for, I'm not being funny here. Is there a way for us to sell a dog hair blanket? I'm, we would have to, yeah, we can let's, sell a dog hair blanket. Well, let's find a way to just collect all the Shivani dog hair uh-huh. and make a blanket that'd have to be limited edition. We could probably only make like four a year. Shit. We could make a hundred a year. Why don't we have Shivani dog hair blankets? I, I will, we'll start saving it. Then I got to probably got enough on the floor in the kitchen now to for a blanket or two. Well, Lois, she ain't doing nothing, right? Tell no, her, no, tell her to Facebook how to make blankets. Yeah. She could probably sell them on. Well, no, we don't want her to sell them on Facebook. No, no. We need to sell them here on the show. Yeah, Right. We'll do like a live auction at Starcast. <laughs> oh God. Oh, well, fuck. Why do you hate ding dong shots so bad? I just, because I just, uh, it's a hardcore match. They're throwing pipes at each other They're I mean, yes. If somebody go to, but if, uh, if somebody go kick into fucking nuts, you ain't going to get back up. He didn't. He fell down and, got, and put a figure four on him. 
and the fans pop with a figure four. Hang on. Help me understand. Are you saying if you got kicked in the nuts, you'd never get up. You'd just die right there. I think I would. Let's find out. I, I, <laughs> no, let's not. What? Let's well, maybe we should find out. It'll, it will, uh, confirm that I still have them. What do you need them for though? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I guess you're right. I, I don't need them. These nuts. <laughs> Thank you. That's not how you do that joke. I just saw the D's nuts sign. Oh, that's Chris McDonald. Yeah. I saw it over on the left. There it was yellow and black. Fans also don't look at themselves in the, in the big, on the big screen. Of course. They're trying to get their shit over too. <laughs> Even after the choke slam, not enough to finish him. Look at the chest of the undertaker after all these chops from Richard. <laughs> Good, good, oh, man. Hey, uh, I'm going to start announcing uh, shows for StarCast this week. Are you excited? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it, man. Oh, the fuck. Don't blink. The Undertaker slams Charles Robinson into the corner. Charles mm -hmm. goes down. Undertaker secures a pipe, got mm -hmm. it in the right hand, ready to nail Nature Boy with it. But Nature Boy cuts him off. Chippity chop chop. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fucking great. Best spine buster ever. Uh, uh, Arn Anderson on The Undertaker. Uh, How great was that, dude? That was fucking phenomenal. I'm surprised it wasn't the finish. Everybody stood up like they thought it was. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, Arn Anderson retired in WCW in 97. Right. So we're five years removed from that. So mm -hmm. for him to slide in and give somebody a spine buster, especially yeah. after Undertaker bloodied him and left him laying, pretty cool callback. Yeah. But I'm surprised. I, I thought... I thought maybe you just do the spine buster and then roll and leave, but no, I'm going to drag this one out a little bit. It's dangerous shit for Arn to do. What the limbo? Yeah. Well, just to be in the ring because of his neck and all the problems that he's had, just being in there, even doing the spine buster, just flare swing in a chair. Should yes, never happen. Flair never wanted to hurt anybody. I mean, he would brutalize your chest, but yeah. the idea that he was going to hit you for real with a chair. Yeah. No, mm -mm. not believable. Some uh, him and Hulk Hogan had some of the weakest chair shots ever, but I get right. it. They don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. And in the nineties though, people didn't give a shit about that. Swing it as hard as you could. Couldn't quite get the full rotation on the power bomb. Tries the second time. It's a botch. And then he's like, fuck the last ride tombstone. Here we go. Old school. At this point, the undertaker was doing a power bomb that he called the last ride. Mm -hmm. Flair couldn't get it. Pile driver done. 
It's a hell of a pile driver, too. Absolutely. I mean, it looked good. It fucking looked good. It looked like. It looks real. Yeah, it looked real. Sometimes they do pile drivers to where you can tell, but that fucking looked real. And I'll see if they're going to show it again. But man. Once Undertaker got uh, comfortable and familiar, all of his looked real. (laughs) Oh, man. I say that because you go back and you watch the one he delivered to, uh, Hulk Hogan very early in his career and Hulk's head was eight inches from the mat. Right. But Hulk still went to the back and said, oh, he hurt me mm. and went to the hospital and mm. tried to work an injury. Wow. That, that caused a lot of personal issues with undertaker and Hulk in real life. Look at that power. I mean, that, uh, yeah, spine buster. Fine. Unbelievable. All right. Show the pile driver. Here we go. go. Wow. That fucker looked great, man. Yeah. I think it's still banned. The only person who's allowed to do it is him. And he doesn't do it very often. Mm. What in, uh, in the WWE, they, they banned pile drivers now for years now. Okay. All right, so here's Booker. Mm-hmm. Michael Cole. Anorexic Michael Cole <laughs> with frosted tips. You, you ever get your tips frosted? Uh, no, I'm not, but, but how do you think it would look on me? I think there's Suck. only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah, get them tipped, right? Get them frosted. I wonder back when you didn't care when you were in the hills of Virginia. Mm. You ever get a girl come over, frost your tips for you? Yeah, we did a lot of crazy things back then, Conrad. Tell me about them. No, I'm not. No. I'm ashamed of some of the hillbilly shit I did. I was told that once. No, you weren't told anything. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> I was told. Here we go. <laughs> okay, what were you told? Well, first of all, you didn't dispute the last time I said that here on the show because I said I was told Mama Shivani would gum one. <laughs> you didn't dispute that at all. <laughs> But what I was told is you heal people up there in Virginia. What y'all would do is you would get your daddy's boots on. So they had a little extra room in the leg. Yeah. And then you would like slide the hind legs, like a goat down in your boots. So that way the goat couldn't get away. <laughs> He's trying to do whatever he can with them front Please legs, stop. but Please. the back legs, they're Please. in your boots. He ain't going nowhere. Please stop. Please stop. Is that not what happened? No, you're way off. Where are we here? Oh, we're still at, the, at Sky Dome here. Let me ask you. Serious talk. Oh, just me uh, and you. Nobody's listening. It's just me and you. Right. Okay. Just friends here. When you were in Virginia. Uh-huh. Y'all ever do anything with jelly donuts? <laughs> no. Why not? No. Did not. Will not. Here comes Booker T to the ring. Boy, you're looking good too, man. Look at that. Well, I think whenever I take the wife on an anniversary trip, I'm going to get a pack of jelly donuts. Go yeah, with us. Uh, please. And then, and then uh, give us a report. Would you sure? Let us, let us know how that, how that all went. Is it true? You used to make Lois sit, no. sit on cupcakes. No. Hey, uh, and can I say something about this show? About our show we're doing right now about WrestleMania 18 about WrestleMania <clears throat> getting yeah. back. Uh, I'd like to say that even though. It's a long ass show. That's packed. 
Yes, and it, it's 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 good. So if you have a good show, and of course you know we've still got a lot more matches to go, and all of them may not be good. I'm sure though. I, I know Hulk and The Rock are great, but um, if you have a show that has good shit, it doesn't seem as long, does it? No, it doesn't. All right. Booker T looking, man, uh, looking jacked. Are you getting a little turgid? <laughs> no. Oh, so I was wrong. Edge is not gone yet with the other injury. Edge is just uh, wrestling Booker T. Okay. When did I have, how did I have my timeline so screwed up on that? Mm, I don't know. Well, you've seen a lot of shit. I mean, God almighty. Sure. I get that. So, oh, we're, we're selling music again, aren't we? Selling music again. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Notice how. Oh, uh, I see what happened. I uh, had, it happened in early 03, not early 02. I got my year off. I was off by a year. All right. Booker T and edge. Great shot there, man. Great shot. Standing flash bulbs going off. That's how you can tell by the way, when something is fake in 2018, 2019 flash, flash bulbs. bulbs. Mm-hmm. I saw a, uh, wrestling press conference the other day. Just fucking flash bulb to hell and back. And I, and I, I was just laughing and clapping and no one was around. I was like, this is the best thing ever <laughs> because I know that that means it's total bullshit. Right. Cause nobody has a flash bulb like that in 2019. Right. But at the same time, it made it real. Right. So even though it's right. bullshit, it really adds to it and makes it real. Yeah, it does now. 20, 30 years from now won't mean anything. Well, but neither will this podcast. <laughs> I don't know, but well, I'll be dead. No, not since you made oh. that deal with the devil at the DDP performance center. We, would we do, would you come, uh, to the nursing home and bring a couple microphones so we could do a podcast? I don't know how to tell you this, but I live in the nursing home right now. You've made fun of my house saying it was too big and I had maids and blah, blah, blah. None of that's true. Yeah. But I've got all this space just so mm -hmm. I can take care of my parents and my parents include Larry and Deborah, mm -hmm. Tony and Lois, <laughs> Eric and Lori, Bruce and Stephanie, <laughs> and everybody's got their own room and their own space, but we can keep this going forever. And I, and I thought that I was going to have to get you guys on like some sort of, you know, cryogenic freeze plan or whatever. I yeah. didn't realize that DDP was going to give me the hot tag and just get all of my co-hosts to sign up deals with the devil mm. to live forever. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to find out today here in the month of February in uh, 2019 that I'm going to live my golden years at your house, the Conradison. Why not? We got a nice view. Yeah, man. Got, I've 
got a pool where you can do some uh, water aerobics, got a hot tub where you can do some recovery. Uh, I hear there's like a, I mean, I hadn't seen it, but I hear there's like an elliptical down there and a uh, treadmill and an upright bike and a recumbent bike and there's weight sets and y'all can play cards. I got a little card table down there and I got a chess board. I got, got a uh, foosball. You got a pool table. I got a pool table. Y'all could play like, um, play some golden tea. If you want to sharpen your driving skills, I got the little sit down race car game thingy. Y'all could pretend like you're driving again. And I've got the closed captioning already turned on my TVs, right? They're already on because my mother-in-law came to visit. So I know how to work the closed captioning. Now I got the little, uh, washlets on the toilets to clean out your dirty old man. B holes. Yeah. I'm telling you, which, which is worth the price of admission. And, and it, you know what? I didn't, I didn't think about this, but if your hips and knees deteriorate, my hip, my, I got a left hip deteriorating. Go you, ahead. You don't have to climb the stairs. You can just scoot up and down on the elevator. Oh man. Good to go. I'm moving out today. The hell with this bad cave. Oh, well, thank God. I know. That's a load off my shoulders. I got the little sauna thingy. Mm. I've only used it twice, but I've got that gimmick too. Uh, if you need to sweat the toxins out. Right. And you got a big green egg, don't you? Yep. Ah, damn. Yep. Just got to find somebody to cook. Well, here's the deal. I found that the big green egg and all those like Komodo Joe smokers, those are dude machines, right? Yeah. If the ladies are going to grill, they still want to go hit the button on the gas grill. Yeah. So I, I got you. I got that built in, uh, too, but I, I almost never use it, but it's, it's the missus go to, mm. she likes the way my meat tastes on the grill, on the grill. When I do it, when I give that smoke meat, <laughs> but, hey, off what? the top, goes what? <laughs> but you know, for Lois, if she just really doesn't care how the meat tastes. She just wants the meat done quickly so she can get right. back to motherfucking Nancy Pelosi. Right. But she can just do the gas grill, right? Yeah. Well, she's used to her, her man just liking meat out of the can. That's true. Yeah. Spam. How, how many, uh, how often have you uh, grilled spam? Oh, I've grilled spam a, a number of times. Grilled spam is great. Fried spam, grilled spam, cook it. Absolutely. But hang on. Well, I thought it was already cooked when it comes out of the thing. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta heat it up. Why? Because well, you don't have to. You can just slice up and put in sandwiches. What's Booker T looking at his hand about? What's this all about here? He's gonna do a spin Rooney. Oh, okay. All right, got it. He's looking at his hand, wondering if he had the power to finish mm-hmm. the match. Got. Oh, uh, scissor kick. All right, real talk. Edge or Booker T? Who is gonna be? known as the bigger star when it's all said and done. I mean, I guess it is all said and done. Yeah. Well, to, in my mind, Booker T only because I don't know anything at all about edge. So well, he's good. He's a good wrestler. Well, he's in the hall of fame too, right? Yeah. So is Booker T though. Right. What's it going to take to get you in the hall of fame? You think? Oh, stop it. No, Look. it needs to happen. Okay. One, two, who, two. I mean, can we get Scott Hudson to put you in? Scott is what? Scott Hudson. Could he put you in? What hall of fame are you talking about? WWE's. 
Oh, no. I'm not going in that Hall of Fame. Well, if they asked you to go in, you wouldn't go in? No, I wouldn't. It's a $5,000 payday in a, in a ring. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with you in the, uh, whoa, face first. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, one, two, three, and he beat him. I'll stick great, great reaction shot, man. Great reaction shot, Kerwin Look selfies. at how big it is, too. That's what she said. I mean, yeah. when you get, when they zoomed in and then slowly zoom out, you can appreciate just how fucking many people are there. It's unbelievable. Right. Yeah. They know what they were doing. Edge rules, baby. Edge head. Edge so head. You, you would turn down five grand. Yeah. Why? I just. It's just not important to me. You're negative. Well, wait a minute. Getting five grand that important to you? Well, give me some money, motherfucker. <laughs> they talking about not important to you. Oh, here. The coach is uh, running down uh, the Green Lantern. That's Hurricane. Yeah. By the way, who's now uh, working, right? As a producer. Both of these guys work for WWE. Right. Did they take coach off of uh, Raw? Yeah. He works like once a month now on a pre-show for the pay-per-views or whatever. That's it? I think so. I gave his spot to Renee. Oh my God. <laughs> Molly Holly is your hardcore champion. <laughs> wow. She hit hurricane in the head with a frying pan, which is something Lois has wanted to do to Tony many times. And as far as you know, hasn't done it yet. Well, because she doesn't know where the frying pan is. She doesn't cook. Right. If I put dog hair around it, she would at least look at it. No, she Scott wouldn't. She'd pretend it's not there and step over it. Scott Hall and Stone Cold. So Stone Cold is a heel here? Nope. Stone Cold is a babyface trying to save the WWE from the NWO, the poison of the NWO. All right. So they showed up in February and beat the shit out of Stone Cold at the pay-per-view, and that allowed Chris Jericho to retain... And then they leave, leave him laying and spray paint him up. And then Stone Cold is going to uh, shoot a net gun at these guys and then capture Scott Hall and stick him in a freezer and duct tape him and then pour alcohol all over him. Pretty wild time. Yeah, good storylines. How about... Uh, the stone cold, Steve Austin truck. Would you drive a pickup truck with a big smoking skull on the hood? Uh, I would never drive a pickup truck. Why? Yeah. I don't know. What, for what reason? Wow. Don't have anything to carry. I think they're awesome. That, that Ford Raptor is badass, Right. Oh, they broke a cinder block over his knee. Now mm. they hit him with a wrench. I know when I think about wrestling, I think about cinder blocks and wrenches. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, w which reminds me of something that, that I kind of wanted to, uh, to touch on. You said that, well, we got that four Aust hours. Go ahead. No, we don't anymore. You said that Austin and Hogan never had the match. No. Why was that? You think Austin never wanted to wrestling or Hogan never wanted to wrestle awesome. Austin. I think Austin wanted to real bad when they were both in WCW, but by the time they were here, I think Austin probably felt like. He didn't have to, but if he was going to, he wanted to squash him. I don't know. But yeah. instead of trying to put him with Hogan here, which he would have preferred greatly. I mean, Austin is still the biggest star in the business here. He rightly believes he should be in the main event. 
Yeah. And look at your, look at your clock. We're an hour and 43 minutes into a three hour and 42 minute show. There's two hours left mm. and he's wrestling now against Scott Hall. Not even Kevin Nash. who was a former WCW world champion, but Nash isn't here, but allegedly they didn't put Nash in the match or in a match at this show because they weren't sure if Scott Hall was going to be reliable or not. And if he wasn't, then they would just pivot from Hall to Nash, which makes sense. Leave yourself a backup plan. I get it. Thankfully, Scott Hall is clean and sober and loving life. And he's one of the success stories in wrestling now. Yep. And a lot of that has to do with him going to the DDP performance center and signing a deal with the devil (laughs) before he met the devil and signed that paperwork in blood. Uh, he was struggling and now everything's better, but it does mean he has to live forever with Lois Shivani and the dog hair at the Conradison. Have you? No, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have a podcast with him. Okay. I'm only taking care of all these grandparents at my house to keep my cash flow going. I'm going to have like a, a, an updated version of cocoon. I'm going to have you old fucks out there in the pool. And I'll come wake y'all up and say, Hey, it's time to talk about Slamboree 98. An updated version of Cocoon. It got you, didn't it? <laughs> it did. I feel great. <laughs> now prop his ass up and let's get a podcast out of him. This water. Oh, man. He's only got five hours to live. That's fine. I only need four for WrestleMania X eight. And then we'll roll him back in the cocoon. <laughs> oh, wow. Great plan. I tell you, like I said, got to have a fucking plan. I like how they had the black and white and the, uh, stop frame or whatever they call it. Drop frame. Good entrance. So now Austin, we're, we're two hours into a, a four hour show or we're more than it's actually three forty-five or whatever. Uh, so are you telling me that Austin is, is pissed off? He's here at this spot yep. in the middle of the show. Okay. Yep. He's pissed off that the rock is in the main event and triple H is in the main event and Chris Jericho is in the main event and Hulk Hogan's in the main event and he's not in the main event. Hmm. But he's still Steve Austin. He's still stone cold. Can't take that away from him. Wow. I'm loving it, man. They, they go back to Austin. They show Austin in color. And they come back with the black and white and the drop frame. Good stuff. So, you know, kudos to the WWE. They got the most they could out of the NWO, didn't they? Well, it sucked a dick. Really? Yeah. They shouldn't have done it. Okay. Did it suck a dick any more than having Buff Bagwell in the NWO? Yeah. It sucked a dick more than that. Oh, okay. Not too terribly long after this, Kevin Nash would, uh, walk from the far corner towards the center of the ring and fall over and tore his quad. Nobody knew what was happening at the time, but you knew that he was hurt bad. And so he's out of commission and Scott Hall is uh, not in a good place. He was actually on an abuse during all of this, where if he was around alcohol, had a sip of alcohol, he would become violently ill. So he's still 
deep in the thralls of addiction, but keeping it between the ditches, but still doesn't want to tempt himself. And Hulk Hogan is going to be the most over baby face in the history of ever in about an hour. All right. So all these plans they had for the NWO are kaput. So Nash is going to suffer an injury during this match. No, no, not during this match, but it's not too terribly long after this. It's on a raw. It's like a multi-man tag match and he hurt himself and people have trolled him for years and he does not have a sense of humor about it. Yeah. I don't believe him. Cause it was amazing. I mean, I've never torn a quad, but I can imagine what a fucking painful injury. I mean, just thinking about it. I know. And you know, it's important to recognize it's a seven foot tall motherfucker. Yes. Whose quads are very important to him <laughs> to keep that big frame up. Gotta hold that ass up. Yes, sir, buddy. So listen, let's talk about when you just didn't give a damn. You said you did some real redneck shit you're ashamed of. Oh, listen, that's that's as far as we're gonna go with this. Come no, on. But man. what does that what does that mean? Like you you put down like a tarp and get a slip and slide. Like, what were you doing? Um, that means I just, no, I, 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 there wasn't any, any debauchery or anything like that. I just, I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a filter. It didn't matter to me. Uh, it didn't matter to me what size you were you had to be of age thank had you be- for clarifying because i was <laughs> not going to say anything because it was virginia <laughs> yes had to be of age and had to be a female hang on <laughs> let me run through this <laughs> you, Clarify you, you, you'd go over to a lady and you'd be like hey girl what you doing later and then <laughs> she would say oh nothing and then you'd say want to see my peter and then she'd say well maybe and then you say let me see that id <laughs> you got any form of identification on you? Well, Bethany born in 1972. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Hey, grab my hand here. Follow me this way. A lot of women out there. I didn't have to ask for IDs. Oh, so you don't know they were all of age. No, I knew they were all of age. They were all well past that age. Wait, 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 wait. How do you know? Did you well, count? Did you count the rings? No, but I certainly counted the gray hairs. Oh, where, okay. where did you get? Okay. So anyway, uh, rolling Austin back into the ring and I'm, I'm uh, telling you more about my, the, the short period of my life between the end of college and, uh, and meeting Lois that I, that I, I don't need to tell you anymore. Uh, that was just a short period of my life that's gone now. And I'm a grown man with a lot of responsibilities, got a lot of close friends like Casio and Dave Silva. I'll put Cass- Cassio first on that. No, Cassio say he's not one of your close personal friends. You listed super Dave ahead of him earlier and ain't, ain't nobody really friends with super Dave. Super Dave works 93 hours a week. He ain't got time for friends. Apparently so. Do you know, hey. do you know the super Dave drive, uh, as you say, drives truck now? He drives truck. He drives truck hmm. for a snack company. What? And they're not sponsoring the show. What's up with that? Yeah. What's up with that? Well, then we're not mentioning that anymore. Uh, I mean, wouldn't you like to have a flaming cheese dick or whatever? 
<laughs> a flaming cheese dick. Well, you had one back when you didn't care when he's running through all them gray hairs. Oh. So you ran through a field of gray hair. Oh, stop it. Stop no, it. But you're 18, what, what 19, that? 20. How are you landing a bunch of old gray hairs when you're 18, 19, 20? Where, are you like hanging out at the retirement community? Oh, no, you just, you just never know who you just never know. Oh my gosh. I met, I befriended a medical professional recently. Yeah. And they told me that, uh, mm. STDs are rampant in retirement communities. Really? Cause apparently these old people don't have anything to do. Right. So they and, just, and thanks to things like Viagra and blue chew and Cialis and all that, they mm -hmm. just find ways to entertain themselves, but because they're old, they know, well, nobody's getting pregnant. What does it matter? So they don't right. bother with any sort of, uh, <coughs> protection. protection. Yeah. So they're just like trading STDs everywhere. I mean, it's like hmm. Jay-Z flair in college, right? It's amazing what amazing what you can learn on this show, isn't it? I didn't know that was a thing. And yeah. so now I just realized that I just invited you and Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard to be cocoon downstairs at my house one day. I didn't think about the fact that y'all might, you know. What? What are you trying to say? Well, bullshit. This will be like the grossest fucking wife swap <laughs> ever filmed for ABC. <laughs> no. What if that was a new show for the network? We need to pitch that. Oh, please stop. Look at that. Stone Cold with a cover. Here it is. One, two, and Nash pulls him out. Oh, what I, li what I like is Tim White was like, let me make sure this is easy for Nash. Let me stick both of my legs from the waist down out of the ring. You don't have to pull me far. Yeah. Well, Tim's a pro. Hey, so chat me up here. Hall or Nash? You got to pick one. What do you mean? As far as who you like better in the ring as a wrestler, pick one hall or Nash. Okay. I'm going to pick, uh, Nash. Why are you picking Nash? I don't know. You should pick one. Okay. I'd okay. Pick, I'd pick all, right, all. all right. All right. Hold up. Can I qualify this? Yeah. Best working punch in the business. Scott Hall. One of the great workers in the business. Scott Hall, one of the better big men ever in the business, Kevin Nash. So. I'm going Scott Hall. Okay. No referee to make a count. Come on now. Where's Tim White? Driving Andre around somewhere? <laughs> oh. <laughs> How about Jack Doan? Oh, my God. Nash just destroyed him. He sure did, man. But, man, Jack Doan slid like he was Pete Rose stealing, didn't he? <laughs> he almost slid all the way out of the ring. That'd have been fun to just keep on sliding out of the ring. Are they going to do a DQ there? I uh, hope not. No. What are you talking about? Over the top rope? This ain't watch rules. Well, I, I just thought that maybe the referee, Ray, Tim, raised his head up and he saw him, you know, back from, uh, back from the days of the gathering to where the referee saw the disqualification as he was down on the floor, Tommy Young. Ric Flair is still the champion and not Dusty Rhodes. And everybody gets pissed off because the Dusty finish. Just thought I would. They bring all the referees out for this. By the way, did you see an independent wrestler uh, working with uh, Watts rules? No. And that's his gimmick. Like, he will only 
He's going to challenge you to a fight, but only under Watts rules. No, is that what they call it now? Watts up, rules? Nothing over the top rope. You know what I'm saying when I say Watts rules. Oh, of course I do. Yeah, you can't climb. Nothing over the top rope. You can't get up on the top turnbuckle and jump off. Sure, I know. But I didn't know. I didn't know if they called it Watts rules, which I think it's hilarious if they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's that's funny. Shout out to QT. Is that his name? Yeah. QT? Yeah, friend of the show. All right. It's a great gimmick, though. Oh, he stunned him. Look at you knowing what a stunner is. Yeah. Bring Tim White in. Come on, Tim. He's got to get in position to count. <laughs> One, two. Mm. I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking, but Scott Hall was screwed. He should have won right there. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Tim White needs to get his shit together. Yes, sir, man. Bam. How about the stone cold stunner? A second one. Look at that. Wow. The crazy sale. <laughs> yeah. Three. Very good finish. I like the first stunner. Didn't do much. The second <laughs> one. It's like he got shot out of a cannon. It was awesome. I, yeah. Like a Roman candle been stuck up his ass. Woof. Is that what yeah. you were doing back when you didn't care? You were putting Roman candles up their asses? No, it's a, it's a figure of speech. Oh. And not only that, do you see D's nuts? The uh... No, I haven't, but I'd love to see them. Show us. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the pic- sign. Oh, oh. The sign that's out, out there. Hey, a lot of good response. I, I need to say this. You know, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of our, what, what we consider our, our friends, we have friends everywhere, but we do, uh, yes, that are with us on Patreon and we give two bonus podcasts per month on Patreon. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we had a, a bonus podcast recently where we were talking about Sunday night heat. Right. But at the end of this bonus podcast, you and I got into a discussion about JJ Dillon. That's right. And it was very well received. That was very oh, well. Oh, people dug that. Yeah, it was good. It good. was good. Good. Very good. It was. And, and I knew as. We're in the midst of talking about JJ that we were into something good. So, you know, a lot of times we do a lot of, <laughs> most of the times we do a lot of silly shit, but that was some serious talk. And I think it was well appreciated. Well, it's, how many bears he's going to chug here? What the fuck? All of them. Okay. That's why people are there though. In fairness. Yeah. They are, they throwing beers from the. Yeah. I, I got a Mark Eaton sat ringside and when that was his job, he'd throw stone cold beers. Okay. Hey, so, um, you want to go to WrestleMania with me? Uh, I can't. Well, yeah, wait, 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 wait a minute. I might be able to make it on this that Sunday. Well, when do you think WrestleMania is motherfucker? Okay. I, I, w- I wouldn't be able to get there Friday or Saturday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, but I may be able to make it Sunday. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to take you. All right. I'm going to show you some wrestling. <laughs> I think it'd be a lot of fun. Will we have, or are we going to have a suite? What are, you t- are we going to have a suite? Who the fuck are you going to have a suite? Gonna, listen, if I'm going with you, you all, you only go first class. So we're going to have to have a suite. Are we going to have a suite? Listen to you. <laughs> are we going to have a suite? <laughs> okay. I guess we are. 
even know what to say to you right now. Okay. So, yeah. So tell me about access. I've never been to access either. Pretty cool thing. No, it ain't as cool as Starcast. No. But no, it's all right. I mean, they got some. I mean, it would be fun for you because you might be able to get a little meet and greet action. You mean get mm. you booked for access? No, I do not. That is only for Hall of Famers. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, it's not. Which, they they which, let. I'm not going to. I only, I, I only do Starcast. Okay. Thank you. Okay. That's all. I'm fine with that. Okay. So can we say that you're a Starcast exclusive? Mm-hmm. We can? Well, yeah, as far as, yeah, well, I'm a Conrad Thompson exclusive, put it that way. Well, I ain't mad at that. In fact, that actually kind of makes me want to celebrate. <laughs> oh, so you can do, oh, there, there's our buddy. Exclusive to Starcast, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> what the hell? Do you see Taz? Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Don't want to get him pissed off at me. I don't, I'm not talking about Taz. I, know, I noticed. Um, good stuff. So access is kind of like. Uh, it's a fan the fest Super- type deal. Yeah, it's fan fest, Super Bowl experience, World exactly Series. Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. This was one of the first ones, which means now it's much bigger. Oh yeah. Bigger and better. That's pretty fucking big. Anyway. Oh, Jr. and Jerry, the King Lawler. There's Deborah. Hey, Deb. There's Richard. Mm Mm-hmm. How about an RVD sweater? That's pretty cool. Oh, that girl's really excited about meeting him. An RVD sweater. <laughs> APA Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Oh my wow. lord! Whoa, lord where were we here? What's this? That's Stacy Keebler bent over. That's a statue of her buttocks that you could go put your hand on and get your picture uh, with. God, you can't do that anymore, can you? Uh, no, I don't think you can. Hypothetically speaking, she was beautiful. Look at the rock. Does he like a star or what? Mm. Hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. would Lois let you have that bronze statue of Stacy Keebler's hindquarters? Uh, yeah, she would think it would be stupid. She'd roll her eyes at me like, you fucking idiot. See, because I mentioned this before, you know, it's kind of like, it's not really like husband and wife here at the house anymore. It's, it's brother like and sister. Bro- brother and sister, yeah. He's like, you know, you fucking idiot, you're stupid type thing, which I hear so much of. Hey, so like, uh, we are more than halfway through this show. Um, and, uh, fucking great fucking show, man. Wow. we got a four corners tag team elimination match coming up. Oh, okay. I get it. Billy and Chuck down the right hand corner there. Yeah. They're your champions. And this was 2002, 2002. And apparently this was a, a gay homosexual thing. Billy and Chuck was that the gimmick? 
Why do we have to label everything, Tony? I don't know. I, I need to label it. They're labeling it. And we're going to go back to another song. Saliva. Oh, man. Look at Stacey Keebler. Mm. Let me just say she is all the way live. Yes, she is, man. She not, like, not only just, yeah, just well, beautiful. I like using old people terms every now and again. Really, it's real. To, look, Lord. <laughs> Lord is right. Can I just tell you right now, I fucking hate David Flair. You should. I'm going to fucking text him and tell him I hate him right now. Okay. I think I got his number two. Go ahead and text him and I'll, ta- I'll follow him. Okay. Well, let's do it on three. Hang on a second. I'm not ready yet, but. Okay. Watching. Old. Wrestling. Tony. Just saw. Stacey Keebler mm-hmm. wanted to take a minute to tell you how Very much cool. I fucking hate this. Tell me when you hit send. All right. We're going to send it on three, two, one, send. Got it. And mine was, I hate you too, you fucker. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> oh God is right. Can I tell you what the response will be before I even get it? <laughs> no. What? LOL. <laughs> Which is the worst. Like I need you to sell it. Yeah, I know. Just right. And you can, you can do an emoji now, an LOL emoji, but it's like, no, he won't do that. He'll just type out capital L lowercase O lowercase L <laughs> LOL. Oh, so I got, I got a message. Let's see. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I know you think I made that up, but I even called the capitalization. I'm going to send it to you right now. <laughs> like I fucking nailed what would be capital and what wouldn't. <laughs> well, I've been paying attention. Hey, is, uh, is, uh, Bubba Ray going to, uh, going to talk about these people, <laughs> going to talk about these people's mama here. No, that's this is a WWE Bubba Ray. Now, meanwhile, yeah. the acolytes here, without the hieroglyphics on their chest, because we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, now they're just called the APA, so they're no longer the acolytes. Now they are the acolyte protection agency, where okay. they're like security. Really, they're just badasses who are going to kick yeah. your ass, and they spend most of their time drinking beer, smoking cigars, and playing cards. Nothing wrong with that. Men's men, right? All right. You excited for this one? Yeah, kind of. You should be. This is a fun one. Oh, good. Well, we know the, we know the Hardys can do some crazy shit, man. They always did do crazy shit. And then we got, um, Billy and Chuck. Why does that make you uncomfortable? Why do you think? I don't know. Cause you don't have an open mind. No, I have an open mind. I just, just makes me uncomfortable. 
That's a shame. No, I mean, I. No. I mean, if you're going to be a. No, I'm not. I'm not going there. <laughs> hey, when you were a kid, did your mom ever uh, have to whip you with a belt? Oh, yeah. And a fly swatter. I got whipped with a belt, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the belt your mom used, was it white? White? I have a theory that most moms did their spankings with white belts. Mm, no. Well, it was, a, it was a white belt kind of deal here in Alabama. Really? Yeah. Here they come, Billy and Chuck, the tag team champs. I mean, who would have thought when WCW went down mm-hmm. that one of the guys who would have the most success right away in the WWF was Chuck fucking Palumbo. Yeah. <laughs> Billy chomping on that gum. Billy is, is deceptively big, by the way, he's Hulk Hogan's mm. height and size. Really? Yeah, but nobody talks about that. All right, here we go. Four-way elimination for the tag team championship. And and Chuck running the ropes with the belt on. <laughs> Who would you rather fight the least in this match? And there is a correct answer. Uh, I would rather the guy would rather fight the least. The last person you'd want to fight in this match would be the guy just kicked out. No, the guy to his partner. No, the guy who's in the grasp of the guy right now. No, really? The answer is Ron Simmons. Well, that's why I said the guy who's his partner. Oh yeah. Ron Simmons is the most unfuckwithable dude in the match. <laughs> There's, there's no question, buddy. And, uh, and, and I know I've mentioned this before, uh, but I, I, I got to reconnect with Ron recently and, uh, he, he still has that presence about him. He still has that freaking presence about him. You know, I, I saw him last year at Starcast and, uh, in Chicago and it's the first time we had seen each other in a long time. And he grabbed me and hugged me and literally almost squeezed the fucking life out of me, not meaning to, it's just, he just, that's what he is. He's big and strong and a man's fucking man. So when he gives you a hug, it's not going to be one of those little hugs. It's going to be like, you know, so. Uh, can I ask a stupid question? Yes, you may. Chuck Palumbo still with us. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't sure. So he had a pretty good run as this, uh, Billy and Chuck tag team, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And if I'm right, and you've said this, you've told me this before they've, they had a wedding, didn't they? That's right. Yeah. And Eric and it, Bischoff was involved. What? Really? Yep. Very good. Eric, um. In a short time at the WWE, got to be involved in a lot of stuff, didn't he? He did. It's a shame that you didn't get that same opportunity. Yeah. I wasn't a character like he was. So who, who do you want to put you in the WWE Hall of Fame? I'm 
not going in the WWE Hall of Fame, buddy. You're going in this year. No, I'm not. I didn't give you a prediction. I just gave you a spoiler. Okay. No, I, no. I voted. Oh, really? There's people who vote. I mean, not everybody gets to, but I do. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. Vince just texts me and says, Hey, what do you think about Shivani? <laughs> huh. Not McMahon, my buddy Vince. Yeah, that's right. It's a different guy. Yeah. He, he owns a pizza parlor. Okay. Well, but he's a big wrestling Vince. fan. Tell Vince, I appreciate him. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> how about that fucking, <laughs> how about the loop that Billy cut with that clothesline right there? Holy <laughs> cow. And there's the 3d, the Dudley death drop. Oh, Bradshaw laying down one, two, three Devon wins. And here come the Hardys. Like the, like a modern day rock and roll express. I just got the, uh, low, the uppercase L lowercase O lowercase L from David flair, dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, I knew what he was going to send. <laughs> Seriously. Is that a great spot for Stacy Keebler to be hanging out or what? Uh, they're saying Stacy, just stay right there. Stay right there. <laughs> And uh, every now and then, reach down there and uh, make sure it's all adjusted. Cheer Which on, you will. Reach forward and, and cheer yeah. on the guys. Come on. Make some noise on that apron. <laughs> Man, Jeff Hardy just flying in out of nowhere. You know what? And here, here, what, 18 years later? 17 years later, he's still doing that shit. Yeah, Man. he is. Yeah, got a lot of time for the Hardys, man. I think they're probably, I'm not kidding. Uh, Flair's obviously number one just yeah. because he always has been, but they've got to be like the most second over act in all of North Carolina. Mm. I bet you put them on anything in North Carolina and it's huge. Yep. Speaking uh, of huge Lord uh, have mercy. Oh, oh. I hate David <laughs> so much. Mm. I know how you are too. You're going to, next time you see David, you're going to be like, let me smell your fingers, boy. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that, you know, I mean, he's probably washed in 17 years, you know, let me text him that <laughs> <laughs> next time I see you. Can I smell you? No, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> Oh, Bubba Ray, buddy. I, I'll God, those, those ECW inter, in ring promos. Fuck. I was with him. Uh, I was recently on busted open. Well, not recently a couple. I'm sorry. My attention is elsewhere right now. Uh, I was recently, uh, on busted open. and was talking to him about all the stuff that he did. How fucking amazing it was. Because it was Dudley's are in the hall of fame. Uh, Dudley's are, uh, in the hall of fame. Yeah. They went in a year or two ago. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. So we have uh, Ron. So. Oh, I got it now. 
Ron Simmons and uh, JBL are gone, so three teams remain. Pretty cool. Yeah, we still got Hogan and The Rock and My daughter's texting me about Downton Abbey. Abby. Oh, God, I thought that was over. <laughs> Man. Hmm. I don't even want to watch this anymore. No, oh, yeah, you do. Head uh, to the side of the head. No, not that. Just let's get into the match. Spin him around. Whoa. But Stacey Keebler stuff's just depressing me now. Oh, I, I got it. I mean, you know, if David could have got his shit together, she could have been like my almost sister-in-law. Like I could have seen her at reunions and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, no. she could have been to the con, been with us at the Conradus and we I'm, all hang imagine out. Imagine if she was one of the nurses here when you were at your cocoon phase of your life. Oh, wow. See, see, mm. No. Nice. Just absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I get it. We all think about her and look at her rear end, but what are you talking? What are you talking? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I finish my sentence here? But she is just, she's just. Where was I here? What was that? What was that? Oh, she's just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, she really is. She's a beautiful girl. Uh, were you a Tory guy or a Stacy guy? Uh, I was probably more of a Stacy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just because she was, and Tori was beautiful too. What about her mom? Whose mom? Does she have it going on? <laughs> no, Raven's mom does. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Not Stacy's mom. Raven's mom. That's my bad. All right, here is a replay once again. And okay, they replayed that, huh? I guess they had to get a replay in there. I'm not so sure. They're having uh, quite the match here, man. Yeah, they are. Well, you know, there's there's not been a dud in this whole whole show. Do you have the access to thumbs up or thumbs down from the, the Meltzer clan? No, Meltzer's observers are not posted from this time. Well, I'm sorry. Repeat that again. The, the observers the, are not posted from this time. Oh, you cannot oh. go to his website and read the observer from this time. Okay. Got you. It I, is not available for viewing consumption. Oh, I, for some reason I, whoa, holy shit. How can a guy's fucking neck turn like that? Flippity do does. Jesus, man, that hurt me. Holy motherfucking shit. Now, the, what I thought you said was he wasn't uh, publishing at that time. And I thought, no, it's just not on, on the internet. I, I got you. I understand. Shit, this had to be. I, anybody gave this show a thumbs down had to be just a fucking idiot. And 
as you find out on social media each and every day, there are plenty of those out there. But who wouldn't like this show, man? This had a little bit of everything. And still the biggest yet to come. Right. Yeah. Go get him, Bubba. <laughs> Centon backsplash attempt. Whoa. One, two, no. I think if I was a wrestler, I would want my finishing move to be a, a Centon bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just jump off the top rope and land on dudes on your back and squash them. Or as they uh, like to call it now, the swanton bomb. No, I don't want to do a flip. I just want to jump straight down. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Head first, baby. I don't know if he went head first to the, to the table or not, but it certainly looked that way. Billy Gunn just shoved Devon off the top rope, <laughs> interrupting that and putting him through the table. There's the swanton you're talking about. I don't want to do that. I want to do like the Tarzan Goto Centon, mm. the Bray Wyatt Centon. So now it's up to the Hardys and, uh, Billy and, Bill Chuck. and Chuck. Yeah. Which is sad because that means the Dudley's lost, which means Stacy has to leave ringside. Yeah. I'll tell you this though, after her distraction on Jeff Hardy, I I've decided we were all the winners in this match. <laughs> I, I believe so. And I think it's a shame that they haven't shown her walking away. I mean, at least give us a shot up the ramp type thing. I guess over the top rope works here. Okay. Hmm. You know, the, uh, the Hardy's got a lot of, uh, a lot of mileage out of the, uh, the deletion angle, didn't they? Yeah. You think? Um, yeah. That was well done. I watched all that. Somebody uh, turned me on to that and I watched all that stuff they did where jumping off of a tree outside and good stuff. Well, you know, what's funny is just because me and you had become friends, whenever mm -hmm. they were doing all that outdoor stuff, I kept wondering, is one of them going to climb a tree and shit off of it and be a tree shooter like Paul Orndorff? <laughs> no, I think Paul may be the only tree shooter in wrestling history. Some of our. Uh, new listeners may not be familiar with the tree shooter story. Go ahead and share that with them. Uh, Paul, great guy. He and I have spent, uh, numerous, uh, hours together at dinner and, and we were just talking about the crazy shit that we did when we were kids. And he said, did you, and he looked at me and he said, did you ever climb up a tree and shit out of the tree just to see what it looked like when it fell off the tree onto the ground? And I went, <laughs> I went, no, <laughs> no, I said, no one does that. Paul said I did. And he was like, huh? And he was approached. There, there's your winners, by the way. He was approaching it as if everybody did it. So, I don't know. so that he's a tree shitter. Oh, Stacy's still there. Well, she's got to check on her dudes. Mm -hmm. Chuck so and Billy is. retain here. What do you think Oops. of the Chuck and Billy theme song? The Chuck and Billy theme song? Um, 
probably something from Elton John. Oh my gosh. What are you saying right now? I don't know. Just, uh, some type of pop high end, you know, can you see, feel the love tonight? You, you love so good to me. That was it. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds more like a, a Backstreet Boys in sync type thing. What's wrong with that? Mm, I don't know. So Hulk Hogan laying down the law. Yeah. To the Chico, Scott Hall. So the law is we're going to fuck up the rock. Is that it? Is that the law here? I think he's saying something like, I don't want any interference here. Let me oh, handle this jump on my own. Right. I'm guessing. I think Kevin Nash said, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get the book and squash him soon. <laughs> Molly. Molly Holly, probably looking for the makeup chair, hoping you're nearby. Mm. And I hope so. Oh. oh. What the hell? It's Christian. Would Calls the referee over. Always seems to be a referee when needed, right? Well, well, the deal is if you're a chicken shit heel like this, you go find a referee and say, Hey, follow me. Nah. Molly Holly rendered unconscious. She's lost her hardcore title. Christian. Now the champ. And now here we go. Your real main event. Hour, hour and 20 left in this shit show, but yeah, that's all right. Rock and Hulk Hogan. The next, uh, I don't know how many minutes, maybe, uh, 20 minutes or so, 30 minutes going to be worth it. Yeah. It's amazing when you think about this and you think about the last time Hulk Hogan wrestled in WrestleMania in this uh, venue, he had a memorable match and he wrestled the ultimate warrior in a match that was booked. Well, was set up well and executed well. And now they're going back and taking a look at the eighties. Something else, man. That tell you about when I first met Hulk Hogan. I ever tell you that story. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. So I, I started working for Vince. And, uh, I was, uh, I knew that Hogan and Vince were coming into the studio that day at Titan TV and I was in edit one. And when he walks in, uh, you know, I'm thinking, holy shit, here he is. Right. And before I could even say anything, he walks up to me and sticks out his hand. He said, Tony Schiavone and hugs me. He said, I'm so glad that you're here. Well, that's great. You just, uh, you can't imagine how much that meant to me and how much to me class that, that, uh, that show me he had that, that he had. So say what, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about him and, and I get it, but I'll never forget that moment ever. Biggest star in the business and a little round fat little guy from the backwoods of Virginia. And here we are together and he sticks out his hand to me before I can even say anything. So there you go.
Actually, I think he called me Chavante. Which I think he always did. Pretty good little build up to this uh, match here, too, wouldn't you say? Without question. Thank you. Don't say that too many times. You know, I don't know if you saw, but recently Vince Russo suggested that you should be in the Hall of Fame, too. Well, Vince is a friend, and uh, I appreciate his support. You know, the only Hall of Fame I want to be in? What's that? The Wrestling Podcast Hall of Fame. Well. And that's what we should have every year at StarCast. Wrestling Podcast Hall of Fame? Wrestling Podcast Hall of Fame. Bruce would be your charter member. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I guess there's a place in there for Colt Cabana, from what I've heard. Well, right? Colt Cabana is... First ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. Hmm. Got to put Taz so he wouldn't be pissed off at us. He'd still be pissed off at us anyway, just because I mentioned his name. I didn't say his name. I know you didn't. I did. I don't need a. Nah, he comes looking for me. I'll just stand behind Lois. Do you think, you think you'd see him? What? Nothing. <laughs> Let me write that down. Let's see. Liberal with the dog hair, and if I stand behind me, they can't see me. Let me say Conrad suggested both of these. Okay, here we go. What's great about this match, and, and I've watched this match before because I was told about it, I wanted to see it, was that uh, they were, it goes back to this, regardless of your age, regardless of where, where you, where you are, if, if you're an adult in life, it's your childhood and your childhood memories and what you remember and what you love back in your childhood that stick with you forever. That had the greatest impression. And that is one of the things that, that I'm so honored that I hear from everybody who listens to this podcast, Tony Shavati, you were a big part of my childhood. I didn't get it, but I get it now for these guys, Hulk Hogan. These guys are watching this match now in 2002. You're talking about what? 20 years later, or not even 20 years later, Hulk Hogan was a big part of their childhood and they still cheer Hulk Hogan regardless because they're still Hulkamaniacs. Same with, same with me and the baseball team that I love when I was growing up, still love it today. The football team that I love when I was growing up, still love it today. Same thing can be said about you, right? No. Oh yeah. Come on. Absolutely. Those things that bring you back to your childhood. What was that noise in the background, right? That, was, you, that, that was my chair squeaking. Do you have a parakeet? <laughs> Did you sit yeah. on a bird? Yes, we have a parakeet, and instead of lining this cage with newspapers, we line it with dog hair. Oh, so it's very luxurious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I get, I, I get it. I, I, I get how it's party. See, they're chanting Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. They grew up with it, man. You can't get it. It's just it reminds you. It harkens back in the day when you were a child. Did you say harken? Harkens back in mm. the day. 
Harkin. It brings you back to the day when you were a child. No, I understand the word Harkin. I just didn't know people still said that. Well, we do on what happened when. Don't steal all my shit. <laughs> are you, are you, you know, you've been kind of belligerent to me the last couple of weeks. Are you turning belligerent now? Belligerent. About hours into the show? <laughs> I'm belligerent now. Um, I'm harking back to the days when you weren't belligerent. Man, I gave you some gold. Can you smell what the rock is cooking, baby? Hell of a matchup. Look at the, the look at everybody standing. So, Tony, if you were a wrestler, mm-hmm. what would your wrestler name be? Hmm. Well, my it wrestler- doesn't matter what your name would be. <laughs> Oh, continue. Okay. So when your mom used to whip you with a white belt, was it a white belt? Like Hogan had? Yes. It said Hollywood on the back. You fucking (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Am I bringing up bad memories when you used to get beat with a belt? Terrible memories. I'm sorry. All of my feelings are hurt. All of them. (laughs) Well, I got beat with a fly swatter. So there, well, she should have done a little more. Mm Mm-hmm. I know some kids that got uh, whipped with an extension cord. What are we talking about right now? I don't, I don't know. Let's go. Let's get to this match. Well, they're, they, man, they're, they're milking it. Great Ex- scene here. Extension cords. He says it's a great, great scene. That scene right there is actually the, um, that's what Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes mimicked. And all in. Right. Looking at each other and then looking at the crowd. The anticipation yep. is actually better than the yep. thing itself. That's true with a lot of things, though. Even back when you didn't care, the anticipation of Roll Tide mm-hmm. was better than the actual tide rolling. Mm. Right. I don't know. It was the chase of the roll tide. Sure. Can I use a baseball analogy here? Mm-hmm. To me, the most exciting, and I love baseball, as you know, the most exciting part of baseball is not the actual strikeout or the actual home run, but it's the actual anticipation of the moment when the, when the pitcher has the baseball and there's a man on third and there are two strikes. And the game's on the line. The anticipation of him delivering that pitch to me is the excitement of the game more than the hit or the strikeout or the home run or what. So it's one of the reasons I love the game. The anticipation of the moment. These nuts. There you see the sign green over on the left there. And look, they're, they're doing a great job of doing a great job of showing the, the crowd and also doing the, the close-ups of, of rock. And the facial expressions. How can I'm loving this? And they're just, they just getting started. I don't know if it's going to be considered the greatest match of all time, but it has to be considered one of the most memorable, right? Yeah. It's one of the most memorable for sure. Yeah. Hulk rule sign still up there. Well, 
Look at him go fucking nuts for imposing. Isn't that crazy? Oh man. So the plan coming into this was Hogan is the heel and rock yeah. is the baby face, right? The fans ain't having it. No, you're right. Doing and, and, uh, again, they're just doing a phenomenal job of getting, well, rock's doing a great job with his reactions, but they're, they're capturing it too. They're not missing shit here. This is a, this is a, this is a, you know what this is? This is wrestling teamwork at its fucking best. And, and I'm, I'm talking not only the wrestlers and the referee, I'm talking about the production people too. This is what it, man, this is. At its absolute very best. You think it's at its absolute very best, huh? Yeah, I do. These nuts sit up on the left. What, what are you doing? I just said, because I know it's Chris McDonald now, I just, oh, it kind of like, uh, <laughs> it's got my attention. It's the K dog. Whoa. At KDog96 on the Twitter machine, if you want to give him props for his D's Nuts sign. Yes, please do. And there's some rock fans there. I mean, you can see that. Oh, but a lot for, of people. without question. Thank you. But a lot of people are, are doing. And see now, they get the reaction shots, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Kerwin selfies was their director here. I'm almost certain he was, he still does it, but I'm not so sure. Good stuff. Again, the wide shot, the rack zoom. I appreciate stuff like this. Yeah, you're really uh, enamored with the production of this show. Oh yeah, I am. I'm. I'm telling. I'm. Look, it's one of the main reasons Vince won. Well, I don't know if it's one of the main reasons, but it's one of the reasons Vince won the war. His production was better. And you know, I loved. I loved. TV production. I do. Hey, so, so what say you here? Wow. What show would you compare this to from WCW? No, there's no comparison there. There's nothing comparable. The only thing may be the Hogan and, and Goldberg at the Georgia dome, just because of the size of the dome. And that would be the only thing, but production wise, there's no comparison. But that would be close. What the hell? Angel 316. Somebody chasing that person down. Yes, sir. This is. This, this is. If I can use this term, Conrad, professional wrestling history is what we're watching. The passing of the torch, so to speak, if you want to consider it that. I think many did, but really, and truly by Oh two, the rock's not long for this world anyway. So, right. 
if Hogan was going to pass the torch here, maybe he should have passed it to AJ Styles. (laughs) (laughs) Or Ricochet. Who's the referee here? Probably Mike Kyoto. It's Mike Kyoto. Mike Kyoto. Okay. Was he known as their top referee back then? Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Okay. I think the referees are very, you know, obviously plays a very important part in something like this. And and a two count. Now Hogan's starting to complain. Three count. Come on. It's all right. Again, if a match is set up perfectly and they can execute it, regardless of if you consider a guy a great worker, marginal worker, a poor worker, if they can pull it off, it's a great comes across as a great match. And this is what this has. And again, it goes back to great teamwork. Okay, and uh, was uh, when did the uh, chat me up on this? Sorry, I don't know. When did the Rock go into Hollywood full time? What year was that? He made the uh, movie The Scorpion King, right. which was really uh, his first foray, and he was off to the races after that. That movie came out in a two, but he actually filmed it in a one. Okay. Um, so at this point, he's already starting to make some runs. In right. uh, in the movie business, but yeah, he would become less and less uh, frequent in wrestling, and more and more in Hollywood as we move from here. I mean, he did like he started to really pick up the pace. Right. I thought it was around this time, and then of course now he has a TV show. The next year he had, uh, I think it was the Rundown or Walking Tall. Maybe I have those backwards, but. Right. Then he did be cool and doom and you know, a bunch from there, like right. a bunch, a bunch. And, you know, I mean, clearly it worked out. He, he made a bunch of money and became the biggest star going when you really count, you know, everything that he's done. The fast and the furious franchise alone was huge, right. gigantic. And he had some that didn't crush. Like, uh, I don't know that GI Joe smashed and certainly doom didn't, but the fast and the furious thing was really like next level. And then a couple, three years ago, whenever Baywatch did big business and he's just, uh, he's a franchise now, you know, and that TV show is his, that baller show. That's, that's all him. And he also did recently last few years, a, a movie that I just thought he was phenomenal in. And it was the remake of Jumanji. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Yeah. I heard it was great though. Yeah, he was, he was great because he, he, he played a completely different character than you think the rock would play and he, he pulled it off. So if any, if you haven't seen it yet, it's, it's worth seeing. And I know it's out on home video now. You know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a Hulk Hogan mark. So I'm a little tired of us jacking off the rock. When are we going to talk about all the great movies that Hulk Hogan was in? Uh, have you heard that? <laughs> Have you heard they're going to make a remake of No Holds Barred? No, they're not. Oh, yeah. I saw that on social media. Well, just because you saw it on... I mean, I saw Mama Shivani with gum one on social media. (laughs) Oh, my God. If that were really to happen, that would be so great. 
Really? I think No Holds Barred is the greatest wrestling movie ever made. I'm sure you did. I loved it. All right. How about uh, uh, Mr. Nanny? Was that another great one? It was. Suburban Commando. Suburban Commando. And what's the... Uh, didn't he, wasn't he in like uh, Ninjas uh, 3 or something like that? What yeah, was it called? It's called Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas. Uh, yeah. What? Are you not going to finish the name of the shit? It's high noon at mega mountain asshole. High noon at mega mountain. Okay. I, I didn't, I didn't see that one. I, he, I think he did run ins on like Muppets from space and assault on death mountain and assault on devil's Island, Santa with muscles, secret mm-hmm. agent club. Mm-hmm. And who could forget thunder and paradise, the fucking franchise. I'll tell you this. If I could watch ballers or I could watch thunder in paradise, give me thunder in paradise all day long. Is thunder in paradise out there somewhere. I mean, it's whoa, it's the internet there goes the referee is, is thunder in paradise available. It's the internet. I know it's okay, and, but and I didn't know if you can see it on Hulu or Netflix see, or, you know, where you can see it where these nuts. Let's take a look at it again. The referee goes down. See it right on these nines. <laughs> because if it was out there, I'd watch it. You wait, can we do a Thunder in Paradise watch along soon on Patron? Yeah, I think we should. Don't you think we should? I don't think we should. I know we should. Okay. So for our uh Patrons on Patron, we're going to do a Thunder in Paradise watch along very soon. Hmm. Oh, wow. The Scorpion King Deathlock. Oh, my God. What? I mean, Scorpion King Deathlock. Wouldn't that kind of work with what we've been talking about? I just can't believe that you just freestyled that. Let's just turn the fucking recorders off right now. That's tremendous. Yeah, he's promoting his movie. Oh, it's like he's taking a dump in the woods. <laughs> like Jim Cornette would have done. Uh, I don't think we need to tell that story. I don't think we need to either. He's tapping out. Conrad, he's tapping out and there's no referee to show it. And the fans not buying it. Fuck that tapping out shit. Can I just tell you that sometimes I unplug my microphone or my headset just so I don't have to hear you. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's just, I mean, I got to listen to you for four hours. Well, okay. Well, you know, we're buddies. No, we're not. Think of what's going to happen when I move in. I'm at the dinner table with you. You're not going to be at the dinner table. You're going to be in the fucking cocoon in the pool. Are you not listening? (laughs) Oh, you go, oh, put me in the servant's quarters. Is that what you're going to do? Servant's quarters. I'm going to have to eat with a servant. One, two, there's the moment. We no. I'm hoping that if you do enough water aerobics, you can get that Peter to not lock up on you. I'm hoping so too. Oh, here comes the belt. Yeah. He's waving around his head like a helicopter. And the fans are fucking into it, man. Where are you at on old Petey Pablo? Do you, are you a big Petey Pablo fan? Petey Pablo? I don't know anything about Petey Pablo. What? What are you talking about? How do you not know about Petey Pablo? (laughs) (laughs) In the ropes. Come on. We're we're in the, uh, we're in the, uh, the throes of this match. Come on now. Bring up Petey Pablo later. 
<laughs> but when he took his belt off and waved it around his head like a helicopter, it made me think of Petey Pablo. <laughs> sure did. But not me. <laughs> yeah, rock. Whoa. Lay it in, big guy. You know, as much as they hit part of the mat with it, shit, that still hurts. That still hurts. Yeah, David Flair knows. <laughs> Hulk Hogan whooped his ass with that. Belt. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And that's in the archives, by the way. One, two. Oh, I kicked out. No. He's hulking, He's hulking up. up. Now they're going fucking nuts. Look at him. Look at the, the facials on the rock. Can you believe Look at the crowd. Oh, wow. What a fucking moment. Everybody in the crowd right now is 10 years old. <laughs> That's right. One, two, three, end of the ropes. Big boot. Oh, Hit that God. fucking leg drop, brother. Fucking love this fucking business. Don't you? Wham. There's the oh. leg drop. That's got to be it. One, two. He kicked out. That always works. Mm. What a shot, man. Yeah. If I could go back and be in the crowd for any one wrestling match, this is probably it. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Either this this or Mark Madden and Gene Okerlund. <laughs> Trying the leg drop again. Uh oh. It's time for the people's elbow here. It's got to be getting close. There you go. Come on, throw off them elbow pads. Let's do it. Fucking cool as shit. Cool as shit. They call that the rock bottom. Yes. Okay. I saw the sign and I remember it. And here we go. This is the people's elbow. Have you seen yeah. this before? Yeah. Where he goes from one side to the other and drops the elbow on him. Bam. One, two. See it. What do you think? I fucking love it. I could watch this. I could watch this match again and again. You and should, I, you I, should I, go I, back I, and watch it with the sound on. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that Jr. and and Jerry did a phenomenal job. Not just that. The crowd. Yeah. So are you ready for Petey Pablo? <laughs> Wait a minute. They're gonna do it. They're. I. I know. I know what's going on after. They're gonna do a little posing, a little hugging here. I think it's a big moment. Then we'll do a Petey Pablo. Then we'll do a Petey Pablo. (laughs) Stand by, everybody. We're going to do a Petey Pablo. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. (laughs) Sweeping shot. Very good. Show everything. Show the entire dome. 
and the rock and the hero shot. Petey Pablo. <laughs> Very fucking cool. All right, so they're going to get ready to pass the torch here, which I think is so fucking cool. What's so cool about it? That they did it right. I mean, oh, okay. You don't have to be hot. Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you're, it's almost like you're pissed off the rock one here. I am. Oh, come on. You can't, you can't take sides here. You just got to love the. You just got to love the business here. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, I'm telling you what to do. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm not listening. I'm, what else is fucking new? I'll do it. I won't. <laughs> great fucking. Great fucking. What did you say? <laughs> great. I was going to say great fucking moment. Oh, there you go. Extend the hand. That's what I did. See. You just hit me with great fucking. Okay. What a moment, man. Yeah. And then the Hulks are going to do his, his, his posing. And, uh, so what was the uh, bigger, more important match? Scott Hall and Steve Austin or the rock and Hulk Hogan rock and Hulk Hogan. Hmm. You don't think so? Of course. I'm being a smart ass. Yeah. It's well, no, it's really? No, it's no wonder that Austin was mad though. Yeah, I, I get that. He should have been in this spot. And I get that too. The world title match is about a bulldog that took a poop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Run that line by me again. So this is the real main event right here. Right. But the world title match is going to go on last. Yeah. And the main issue is about a bulldog that took a poop. Okay. Oh man. Why would you shake his hand? Come on, we're gonna beat the fuck out of him. Exactly. Yeah. And the rock's gonna have no part of it. Did they team Rock and Hogan after this or did this was just this was just for, you know, just for this, this, this moment, the next day, the plan was not originally for Hogan to be the baby face, but mm. they see the reaction here yeah. and Hogan has to get his yellow and red shit from Florida to Canada the next day. So he can come out in red and yellow on raw and the crowd goes banana. It's like 10 minutes of uh, cheering. Like they didn't stop. You could have went to commercial, came back. They'd still be cheering. Wow. They were in Montreal there and here, of course, they're in Toronto mm-hmm. where I'm going to be for SummerSlam. I'm trying to convince you to go, but you know, you got fucking baseball. No, I can make it. I'll be there with you. Well, when we're up there, can we listen to some Petey Pablo? <laughs> uh, still to come here on this edition of what happened when we'll explain Petey Pablo. 
think everybody listening, but you knows what we're talking about. Yeah, because I have no idea what Petey Pablo is. And Hogan said, I love you guys, but come on, this is a big moment. He beat me. One, two, three. And some jack off and all this puts up a sign that says Bermuda Championship Wrestling. We talked about Petey Pablo. I want to. I want to see Hogan pose here because Rock's going to bring him back in, man. See it? Fuck. It's, fuck. This is this is great. This is a great moment in wrestling history. And yes, I'll use that term here. Mm. To me, this is as good as the match itself. This whole moment. Rock says, I want you to pose, man. You're the man. Hogan's just reluctant to do it. He was going to leave. But I can't hear you. There we go. And the fans are with him. And it's like you said earlier, everybody's 10 years old again, right? They are. It's a big moment, man. Hogan must pose. What's crazy is that's usually the way they ended the match. Yeah. I mean, ended the night, but here. Yeah. Still got a fucking hour left. I know. And I, and you know, I don't know. I, I, I can understand making the, uh, the unified title, the big deal. But this should have went on last. Everybody knows that. Right. Yeah. This should have been it. You'll never get them up as high as they were for this. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being 700 rows back on the floor? <laughs> Jeez. You'd have to watch a lot on the big screen. I guess Boy, that, that dude in the Superman shirt right there in the glasses looks like Jeff Jewett from duty trucking.com. It might be Jeff. No, it's not. He was running his route in his duty truck, listening to some Petey Pablo. All right. So now it's Petey Pablo time. What are you talking about? You said we got to talk about Petey Pablo. Oh, I don't, so have, any, I don't have anything to say. Oh my God. What is, <laughs> all right. Excuse me for being 61. But what is Petey Pablo? I got it. What? I got it. Okay. What? Okay, you can turn it off. Got it. No, we can blow this up. We can ready to blow this up. Okay, yeah, okay. All right, I got it. There's music. I thought it was, I, I thought it was, uh, I don't know. I what? thought it was, I thought it was code for your, for your dick or something. I didn't know. Oh my God. Can we do that? <laughs> what? Hey, Megan, great news. <laughs> my baloney's got a last name now too. It's Pablo. <laughs> yeah. Tony named my ding dong, Petey Pablo. He calls his big Josh. <laughs> Which is really false advertising. It's really more like little Jerry. 
That fits his personality, too. Yeah, a little Jerry, like Jerry Lewis. When it comes I, out, it goes, hey, lady. I was thinking it was more like Seinfeld. And when <laughs> Lois is, like, trying to get frisky, you're like, no, little Jerry, for you. <laughs> yeah, so my gimmick's Petey Pablo now. Uh, <laughs> now, where are, we, where are we here in this show? We're at Times Square? At yeah, the, they're, they're looking for you, and they're begging for a job. <laughs> that's probably your daughter right there after her little <laughs> choir recital uh, she was a uh, high school age at that time now meanwhile back at sky dome wait how old is Lori? uh Lori would be 30 31 32 something like that so 17 years ago she was in high school yeah okay well she's definitely not 30 then she's 33, I think. Boy, you're just a real bad dad. <laughs> I don't know how old she is. I think she's 33. What year was she born, Tony? Um, she was born in 84. Mm. So she's, she's 34. 34. She's getting ready to turn 35. See, this is, you're real bad at this. <laughs> okay. $68,237 in attendance. Yes, sir. And we're going to have uh, a ladies' match coming up. The WWE, WWF at that time, Women's Championship. Is that Parakeet still there? <laughs> Here comes Jazz. Wow. What, what, what do you think about Jazz? Is she Petey Pablo worthy? <laughs> I don't know, man. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say anything, uh, anything bad towards her. Can jazz stretch your fucking ass, man. Look at that. Holy shit. Yes, you can look at this and say that uh, the women's division has come a long way, hasn't it? Yeah. Forcible entry? Oh, okay. Yeah, Lita, uh, obviously um, a big star, WWE Hall of Famer. Jazz, I believe, is still the NWA Women's Wrestling Champion. Yeah, I think, uh, didn't she win that at uh, when I was there in Nashville? Nope. She had it when she came in. She left with it. Okay. But I did see, I did see her wrestle. Yeah, you did, Tony. You sure yeah. did. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. I see a lot of stuff these days that I don't, that I don't remember, as you obviously can tell. If I showed you Petey Pablo, would you remember? No. <laughs> Why did I show you Petey when we were together in Atlanta this weekend? Yeah. Uh, here's Trish. Well, hmm. you haven't fond over her. No, but she's a beautiful woman. She is a nice lady too. Is she? 
What do you think about the, uh, the little cowboy hat action? Hmm. I don't know what to think about it. Cool. I like the maple leaf action though. She looks like a, uh, female Lance storm here. Yeah, I guess she does in many ways. Who was your favorite, uh, Miss Canada, Tylene Buck or Trish Stratus? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Trish Stratus. Wait a minute. Why are you turning your back on Tylene See, Buck? It, that was, that was a no win fucking answer. You should not be turning your back on her. That, that's a no win fucking answer right there. How old were you when you had your first, uh, pocket experience? <laughs> My first what experience pocket pocket experience. Yeah. I don't, I don't, does that have anything to do with Petey Pablo? <laughs> I have no idea what a pocket experience is. Tylene <laughs> <laughs> Buck sells gimmicks. Oh, oh yeah. One okay. of them ha has a crude nickname that involves the word pocket. Yeah, I know. I know one showed up at the house one day. <laughs> Did we ever tell that story? <laughs> We've never told that story. So, um, mm, God. rumor and innuendo <laughs> is that, no. is that we've talked about Tylene Buck's crazy Twitter before. Yes. And she sells, um, pockets. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I thought it was hilarious and I showed some of my friends, including uh, one Eric rotten crotch. That's his legal name. And he yeah. thought that was hilarious. And he said, imagine sending one of those to Tony Schiavone's house. And I said, oh my God, please do that right now. Here's his home address. And he said, oh, I listen to the podcast I already have it. <laughs> so he ordered it and sent it to your house and I asked him to do like express or rush delivery. Yeah. And when you and I were talking and I said, Oh, well, you're going to check the mail in a couple of days and, or no, someone's going to ring your doorbell, ding dong. And yep. you're going to get a surprise. And you Good. thought it was going to be real, real bad. Um, <laughs> and really it was the gift that keeps on giving. And now I'm happy to report that big Josh has, has been in the pocket completing passes all day long. He's got a perfect quarterback rating, right? I mean, you haven't thrown one interception since <laughs> just one completion after another. Mm. And, uh, sometimes on Sunday, you know, mm. after church, you got to throw the, the hail Mary. So Lois says, what was that? You just got in the, from UPS. Mm. And I said, uh, if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she said, who's it from? And I said, well, his name's not on it, but it's from Conrad. And she said, say no more. And that was the end of the conversation about what I got in the mail. I didn't have to go into any detail or show her anything like that. Say no more was the response. In fairness, it wasn't from me. It was from Eric Rotten. Oh, of course it wasn't. Uh, meanwhile, the lady's doing some pretty good shit here, man. Oh, I mean, listen, can you imagine being in this spot? Yeah. You got to follow Hulk Hogan and the rock. Right. 
But I guess this is, was their, their buffer, so to speak, between this and the world title match. Yeah, they got to have something, right? Yeah, right. And whoever you put here is just in an unwinnable spot. But these girls are giving it their yeah. all. They sure are. They're, uh, But it, without question, the worst spot on the card. Yeah. Because at this point, everybody's had this big adrenaline dump that they just want a, a popcorn and a Coke and they're done. Right. And they'll come up later, but not now. And I think even the Royal Rumble card, which I think is still going on, uh, was a victim of that a little bit because they could have, to me, after the women's Royal Rumble, they needed a different match than Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles to follow that match with all the highs of Becky winning. Right. And now you're going to have a technical half hour match. It's probably not the best placement you needed you know, a big high spot squash, move on to the next thing. Did you ever think you'd see the day that a women's Royal rumble was better than the men's? Yeah, I did. Mm. WWE as of the last several months, the women's storylines have been more entertaining. Yes. Which is really great. I'm not complaining. Oh, I think I love great. it. I, it. It has to do with the talent. Well, it has to do, I think some of it too, it's just, it's different. Mm. You know, there's only a few years ago, fans were complaining, oh, it's John Cena and Randy Orton, every other pay-per-view. Yeah. And I, or it's the Miz and Dolph Ziggler, every other pay-per-view, whatever. I get it. I think some of that is just, they've seen it all now, you know, right. The ladies, they, they haven't, that was a hell of a bump by Trish. That did not look good. No, it didn't. And not only that, she hung her leg up on the turnbuckle there. I thought. Man, she could blow out a, a knee doing that. She's right back up there. Oh. So many things can go wrong with these athletes. Man, Jazz hooking the leg. Ooh, Incredible wow. suplex off the top from Jazz. And a lot of trust that Lita giving her there for that. And Jazz is your winner. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Nope. The crowd's standing up, looking around like, what? I got her over though. She's a badass. And that was a hell of a finishing maneuver. But again, it's the spot as it was. That spot would have meant a lot more. Would have had a better reaction from the fans. Had it not been right after the Hogan thing. And so Christian's going to leave as the hardcore champ. Or is he? <laughs> Maybe not. Watch out. Who's this? From we behind? started the show with Maven. Oh, okay. As the hardcore champion. And what do you know? He's won it back <laughs> with a schoolboy in the parking garage. And he's going to steal Christian's bags in the process. <laughs> Jumps right in the taxi and he's out of there. You know, what would have been good as he's leaving in the taxi monster truck comes through with a giant in it. Boom. And kills Maven and kills Maven and wins the hardcore title. And the giant does a promo says you couldn't throw me off and kill me. And here we go. 
All right. Triple H, who has been out with a quad injury since the summer of 2001, made his triumphant return to a series of YouTube and Creed videos in January of 02, wins the Royal Rumble in Atlanta, and now he's going to challenge for the world title. And of course, his former tag team partner, partner in crime, if you will, Stephanie, has defected and she's joined the guy who has for years ridiculed her Chris Jericho. So now Chris Jericho is the bad guy. And that's basically because of the association with Stephanie Mm -hmm. and your main man here, triple H. He is the good guy. What is the, Oh God, we're going to be entertained here. We'll be screamed at by musicians. Um, what is the significance of the nickname, the game? Where did, where did that come from? Uh, you know, Booker T used to have a gimmick where he would say, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. Right. And he would say, I'm not a player. I am the game. Got it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, say what you want to about, uh, you know, him being a part of the McMahon family and him taking over the business eventually, he's had a hell of a career. And not only that, one of the, one of the real nice guys, one of the real great guys in the business, really. At least he, he's always been that way to me. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I was just drinking some water. That's my bad. Okay. You, you say, oh, Shivani's kissing up, right? Well, no, I mean, it's not like you're in Times Square trying to suck dick the same day WCW goes out of business. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no, no. And I've always liked Shane McMahon, too. I always thought that he was a good guy. And Stephanie's beautiful. And I've always, I always, I learned a lot from Vince in that one year that I worked there. And Bruce Pritchard was a great boss. It's, uh, is your, are you cut, is your microphone cutting out? No, I'm just, I'm real thirsty. I'm make, sorry. Make fun it's a four hour show and, and he's coming out here, drinking water, spitting water, pouring water. Okay. You just I'm, gonna look at him. Yeah. No, I'm just thirsty. I'm just trying to finish off this water bottle here. Okay. Just want to make sure. His gimmick's changed a little bit over time. Hasn't it? Can I get you next time you're uh, going to go deliver Lois, Big Josh, to get a bottle of water like that, spit it in the air? <laughs> going to <laughs> deliver Big Josh to Lois. <laughs> hey, serious business. Knock on the door. Delivery for Miss Lois. It's Big uh, Josh. Hello, lady. Hello, lady. <laughs> it's Pity Pablo. Chat me up. If you had to have a theme song before you went into the bedroom, <laughs> what would it be? Uh, you put me on the spot on stuff like that. It would have to be something from Barry White. Really? Yeah. I see. I didn't get that impression at all. Okay. Baby, sweet baby. I can't get enough of your love, baby. No, see, I don't, I don't get that. The first... The last, my everything. Can I, can I tell you what I think yours would be? What? (laughs) 
think? Yeah. Grady, you big dummy. <laughs> Dude, I, I think that'd be the month. Uh, look at this too. The last performer to enter at WrestleMania 18, mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. Not the champion, Chris Jericho. Right. Her. Well, that surprises you. It shouldn't. No, really, you really think about this. We, we, we've seen, I, I think we saw recently on an episode of what happened when we watched survivor series 96, where we saw, uh, Rocky Mavia. And now we've seen the rock and we saw, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley and what he looked like back then and how his gimmick has changed into triple H just, it's how they, uh, how they evolved. So what do you think Lois's theme would be <laughs> when she struts in trying to, hey, we're getting ready to see put we're getting big re- Josh over. If we're she was going to try to put big Josh over, what would her theme song be? Uh, if she tried to put big Josh over, what would her theme song be? I don't know what you think it would be. Conrad. What do you think? Yeah, I guess so. You don't think? Uh, what TV show was that from? <laughs> Golden Girls. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, let me, here's here's what your kids would think that her theme would be. Hey, can I tell you something? Yeah. That's her ringtone. Oh my God. Are you serious? When she calls me. Yep. That's what I've got as her ringtone. When she calls me, that is the best, <laughs> the wicked witch of the West. Is that something? See, I thought, <laughs> I thought your ringtone for her would be more like. <laughs> is it not right? That, yeah, that, that, that would be apropos too, but no, it's the. It's the other one. Okay, here we go. Main event. Hebner, the referee. And, and, and again, you know, the, the fans are spent here, aren't they? Oh, they're done. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd be beating the traffic right now. Yeah. I've been to three WrestleManias where I left as soon as Triple H's music started. Wow. Really? Because it was the main event. I knew what it was going to be. And hey, let's just beat the traffic. Wow, that's rather uh, that's rather unkind, if you ask me. I bought the tickets. I can do it all. Well, I know you can, but we always tried to stay to the very end of everything. We you did. were getting paid to be there. No, I was talking about baseball games and football games that I went to, and basketball games and things that I wasn't paid to be at. I always tried to stay to the end to show a little bit of respect to the performers. Let me ask our question now. We were, we were having fun a minute ago, but if you were to like get some alone time with Medusa or Deborah at Starcast, you had to play a theme there where they set the mood. What would it be? 
Uh, it would be the theme from Superman. Hmm. Not what I would have picked, but I ain't mad at it. What would you have picked, Conrad? <laughs> I mean, that, that fits, doesn't it? Yeah, right. You wanted some Barry White. But I guess you could have came into Jericho's. I mean, if you're really trying to let them know what they're in for, you could have just played break the walls down. (laughs) Uh, That was Shaft. John Shaft. Damn right. Anyway, you know, it, it's pretty cool here if you think about it. Uh, and I and I get it. And I even talked to Jericho about this, that he knew what was the main event. But it's it's still pretty cool that, that Jericho is in this world title picture. I mean, they could have put anybody in that spot, really, you know. And Chris got his chance. A great performer. What do you think of... Uh... A lot, a lot has been made of Stephanie's outfit here. Oh, really? By people who are like you. Oh, w- wait a minute. A lot of people who are like me. Right. Okay. And w- what, uh, so what do I think about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very provocative. Mm. It's a fun one. Yeah. It's very provocative. It's, it's hard for me to comment on that. Because I remember Stephanie. Oh, like, Jesus. Hang on a second. Here we go. I, no, I remember Stephanie like I remember Ashley. They were just l- young kids when I knew them. And they, it's just hard for me to to visualize uh, them as beautiful women like they are. I mean, and Charlotte Flair is gorgeous. And still she's Ashley. And, and Stephanie's beautiful and gorgeous. and But she's still Stephanie who was just a kid when I was there. So it's hard for it's difficult for me. It really is. It is weird when you know them like yeah. you know, Super Dave and um Dave Silva. Uh, just everybody I know named Dave would would leave their wife to be with uh Charlotte Flair and I'm like mm, I don't get it like right. <laughs> yeah, so it's weird when you know them. I get it. Yeah. I know for a fact Jeff Jewett would like drink his dog if it meant he could be with Becky Lynch. Yeah. Give up the poo poo business. Right. Hmm. Watch out. Oh, wow. That's, that's a hell of a bump. Yeah, it was. And yeah. to a girl not known to take bumps. At least I don't think she'd taken many bumps back then. Not like her brother. Just let that marinate for a minute. Just lay out. <laughs> you know what I meant. I know what you're tra- Oh, I didn't say nothing. I know you didn't. Man, isn't it crazy that Jericho works for AEW now and Triple H basically runs WWE? You never know where your road's going to take you in pro wrestling, Conrad. You never know. One thing that I, one thing that I know for sure. 
with the exception of me in the hall of fame. Well, cause that's happening. And, uh, and I, and that is never say never. I know and, for sure. Know. Would you stop? You, you need to stop, uh, perpetrating that lie and you just need to stop. I voted. <laughs> well, she pooted. Sonny, Sonny's already in. We need you to do. Okay. You, oh. you and Lois, you know, make a sex tape <laughs> and then we'll put it out there. And then I'll be in, I'll be inducted into the hall of fame immediately. Immediately. Wouldn't that be great too? What, yeah, would, it, what great. would it be called? The greatest night in the history of my shorts. <laughs> mm, I really seated that butt. Oh my God. I was pretty proud of my greatest night in the history of my shorts, my great shorts, but I seated that, butt. it's pretty good. Yes. That'd have been it. Hulk Hogan. We have gone to hell. Something like that. I don't know. We're going straight. Uh, we're going straight to hell. Oh, straight to hell. Yeah. Which obviously Lord, I'm going to have to answer Lord, all this. Lord, that's big without question. <laughs> okay. So obviously the strategy here is to work on the injury. Wow. Pretty cool. But again, it's a shame they're, they're working pretty hard here and they're giving a a pretty good match and it's the wrong time. It, it's worth it. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and watch this thing again with the crowd reaction and and everything. Ooh. Man, I hate this match. You do? Yeah. Why do you both, hate this both match? Both these guys have had great matches, but this match just shouldn't be here. And just, I hate it. That's all. Just because of the placement? Yeah. Like, shouldn't have been here. Yeah. Well. You know, one thing, one thing that's very disconcerting, very distracting to me is... Everybody looking in the monitor. You know, doing a lot of that, but I just think it's distracting. I'm talking about the fans on ringside. Watching themselves. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. And that was, gosh, 17 years ago. That's hard to believe it was 17 years ago. It shows you how time goes flying by and you're going to find out the older you get. So now you have said, Ooh, that a lot has been made of Stephanie's outfit for this show. Yeah. From a certain contingent of fans. Okay. All right. It's all about the gimmicks and I how you showcase them. I understand. Hey, let me just tell you this. 
at the end of this match, they do a really long video recapping everything that happened in the show. Yeah. I ain't doing that. Okay. This is the longest show that ever existed. Yeah. I don't, I don't, we didn't need to do that. We probably should have started after the, uh, after the band saliva or spittle or whatever they were called. Hey, uh, uh, we didn't talk about this. Uh Oh, we got a live show coming up. You and I do. Hmm. Not just me and you. Okay. So it's a group thing. Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Okay. Chicago. Oh, in March, right? How exciting is that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it, man. We're going to have the, uh, the link available for you on social media. Just look for Tony Schiavone or myself or at WHW Monday on Twitter. And we'll have it right there. Uh, but the, uh, the link is live right now. It's over at show clicks. You can just look for WHW 83 or just look for us on social. But it's C2E2 After Dark presents what happened in 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone. And tickets are on sale now, which is kind of fun. It's going to be going down on Friday, March 22nd. We're going to have a little fun. Yes, sir. I am looking forward to that. Well, I don't know that you should be, really. Oh, really? Well, it's, it's going to be shit on Tony Schiavone? show is that what it's going to be i didn't say that at all oh well you're 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 then why shouldn't i be excited about it there's got to be a reason okay now i'm intrigued i was excited but i'm i'm intrigued it won't be good for you oh am i getting paid no well then it won't be good for me <laughs> Seriously, because uh, I can eat a lot of shit if I'm getting paid. Ooh. True or false? Eric Bischoff false. was your old boss. True. True or false? Even though it's not true, you refer to me as your boss now. True. So the two worst bosses you ever had in pro wrestling are going to no. be together no. with live uh, mics. I don't think Jim Hurt's going to be there. Are you giving a spoiler for our special guest? No. <laughs> I, listen, I'm going to tell you, I scouted the venue last what? week. Goddamn right, what? Right next door yep. to where C2E2 is being held, which I believe yep. is like McCormick Place or McCormick Hall or whatever it is. In Chicago? Pizza Hut, right next door. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is about 5, 530, I'll just scoot over there. Yeah. Ask to see the goddamn candy man. Hey, did you watch the rumble, which is still going on by the way, (laughs) I did not watch the rumble. No, you're not going to believe this. Okay. They sent a young Hispanic performer named Kalisto. Who's part of a group. They call the Lucha house party. Have you heard about this? Yes. I'm familiar with Kalisto. I'm familiar with the, wow. Great. All right. Well, so Kalisto came to the ring throwing candy to the crowd. What? Like the goddamn candy man, like the goddamn candy man. As if that wasn't enough. Oh, what do you think he was pulling the candy out of? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) A fucking pinata. Oh my God. 
This happened in 2019. Oh my God. Dave Silva was so offended. I bet he was. And, but then he did like his over the top, silly, uh, Mexican caricature voice Mm -hmm. where he tried to merge the lines from Jim Hurd, the goddamn candy man, but he said it in like a Cheech and Chong over the top parody voice. Oh my God. That had to be tremendous. And I, I laughed until I peed a little. I bet you did. Huh. So I was, I was thinking that maybe that they have been listening to somebody's been listening to our podcast and stealing the goddamn Candyman line. But after you tell me the pinata, I hope they don't listen to us. Well, here's what I'm saying. If somebody comes out on raw next week mm-hmm. to a Petey Pablo song. <laughs> yeah. We'll know. Yeah. We'll know. Hmm. Petey Pablo. Goddamn Candyman. Goddamn Candyman. <laughs> God bless Brad Armstrong. Arachnaman. Goddamn Candyman. Stephanie's really bad at, at this right here. She's really bad here. I know yeah. th- I know that she grew in to be one of the better heels in the business. I mean, she could get real heat when so many couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't that long ago. I mean, look at Jericho bleeding from the mouth. I really do believe that she's a talented performer now. But mm-hmm. boy, she was not fucking good here. Well, she was just beginning back then, wasn't she? Right. She's in the main event, isn't she? What does that matter? No, I was just saying. I was making I'm, comments. Why are you okay. why, why are you mad, bro? I'm not mad, bro. I'm not. I, how could I ever get mad at you? Well, it's easy, really. Mm. You've done it before. I'm she's not married a, to you. By the way, she's 25 here. Mm. Jericho thought he had it with the walls of Jericho. Would you have thought three years prior to this, when you guys didn't have a fucking clue what to do with Jericho and WCW, he'd be main eventing wrestle goddamn mania. Uh, yeah, I thought if he went there, there would be a good chance. He would be a big star. Yes, I did. It was one of those things where you could see guys that we had and you thought, boy, Vince would know what to do with this guy. <laughs> Not us though. Not us. Hmm. On the chair. Down goes Stephanie. Come on. That's got to be it. Everybody thinks it's it. Cover. One, two. No, he got out of it. Jimmy Suzuki taking pictures on the other side. How do you know Jimmy Suzuki? Oh, he's been around forever. Jimmy Suzuki has. So is George Napolitano. Now you're just making up words. Hey, how you doing? Hey, George, how you doing? George was at Starcast. I know he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? It's George. How you doing? Oh my God. I don't know what Earl's thinking. He can stop her for. <laughs> mm. What's going to happen? Oh no. Uh, don't tell me he's going to do this. What a pedigree. Oh Lord. Fans are into it though. Aren't they? Yeah. He pedigreed her on a, uh, announce table once. Ah, and, uh, her gimmicks came out. Oh, so that's why they were. No, not here, but people were like, those dudes were real hopeful. It's always weird to me when a lady in a wrestling show has a wardrobe malfunction Mm -hmm. and there's a certain contingent online that just like 
lose their mind. And it's like, fuck dude, you're 40. Have you never seen a nipple before? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Well, geez, when Janice Jackson had her wardrobe malfunction, the entire world lost its mind. I don't know. It's just, it's, I know. I'm I mean, I, I know we ham it up here, you know, for Stacy Keebler or whatever, but it's, it's funny. Ha ha's, but like in real life, people are like Google image searching, like Dude, I know. it's a brown round. What's the big deal? <laughs> exactly. I promise it's not unique. There's not a dragon on there. It's not going to breathe <laughs> fire. That would be cool though. No, dude. If you, if you had a chick in your life who like could shoot lasers, then I'd be like, oh, well, fuck. I got a Google image that I got to see that. Mm -hmm. I heard there's lasers. Whoa. The catapult. Here we go. Very cool. Oh Oh, no. It's not going to be a fucking, oh, not a pedigree. Is it? Yes, it is. Fans know it's finish time. Three and it's over. I bet they replay that this match real <laughs> soon. Once AEW is on TV, I bet this gets replayed. Really? I'm just being a smart ass. Y'all used to do that to each other back during the Monday night wars. When one guy would jump to another, you'd show clips of that guy getting beat up. Are you saying the wars are, go- are getting ready to be rekindled? I, I don't, I'm trying to. Figure out your double meaning here. If there is one, I don't I'm know. just saying Jericho didn't sign with WWE he signed with Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Interesting time for the wrestling business, especially after all that happened this weekend in Atlanta. Hmm. You know, so there he is. The game is the winner. And now that we've survived this four hour show, we've got to watch a 20 minute montage about this show. We're not going to do that. It's actually going to be about a seven minute montage about this show, but it's going to seem like 20 minutes. So there is your unified champ. At WrestleMania here. Oh, here's the pedigree again. And here's Chris's. Mm-hmm. Fans knew it was coming. You could see him. The reign of terror is here. Triple H just going to run roughshod over dudes for years and years and years. And try as they might, they'll never beat him. The cerebral well, you know, assassin, it- the master politician. The, I guess I'm the second most, uh, recognizable son-in-law in sports entertainment, but he is certainly the most. Would you say that this is the beginning of terror rising? Oh God. Shut up with that. I just didn't. You, you said know, Bruce tells a story about getting pulled over with dusty roads in the car and dusty acting like he can get him out of the ticket. Cause he's the second most recognizable athlete. Second only to Muhammad Ali. Right. Well then this past year when I got married, people started saying that I was the second most recognizable son-in-law <laughs> and all of. There is a lot of validity in that. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah, I do too. Diamond cutting motherfuckers. That feels like we watched that yesterday. (laughs) Yes. Maybe. Royal Rumble is still going on. A golden shovel, golden trash cans. Mm -hmm. Speaking of trash. (laughs) There goes 
Yes. What a crazy show, man. A lot of action, a lot going on. I loved it, man. I'm glad you dug it. Can you compare it to a WCW show? No, there's, there's nothing to compare it to nothing. The only thing I can compare it to is that nitro with Hogan and Goldberg because of the size of the venue and the excitement of the crowd and the reaction of the crowd. That's all I can compare it to. If I can compare it to anything, but there's no comparison. There's nothing. There's no comparison storylines. There's no comparison of the history of great finishes, everything, nothing to compare it to. So there. So as we are taking a look at it once again, uh, are we going to do a, whoa, getting with a frying pan. Are we going to do a poll next for next week's show? What do you want on the poll, Tony? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want another four hour show. Well, you picked this. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I picked it because it was worth it. It was a good one. And okay. I think everybody would agree. All right. I, I, show. I don't agree, but it's whatever. You don't agree. God, you just don't like anything. Man. I don't. Okay. You want to do something for the Crockett era? Okay. All right. What do you got in mind? Uh, well, we, we kind of like to do, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think what we have, what we've, what we've done or what we haven't done. Well, I mean, we can do, there's a lot of starcades we missed. Yeah. Let's do a you crocket era. Oh, era I got an stalker. idea. Here's what? one that you've never, well, we've never done. Why don't we watch something that happened? You know, we, we, we covered some WWF stuff recently when you were there. Yeah. Well, what if we cover some. NWA stuff when you weren't there, like from 89, why don't we watch the shot town rumble with Ric Flair and Ricky steamboat? It happened February 20th, 1989. So nearly 30 years ago, I think that would be fucking fun. So why don't we just, why don't we circle, uh, the 20th of February and we'll do that one right there. You got it. I think that'll be fun. I do too. Good but idea. Now, but now we got to come up with, uh, something for the 13th, the 13th of February. Yeah. You got any, uh, let's say Valent. That's real. That's real close to Valentine's. Maybe we can do something with the Valentine's. Nah, we want people to listen. Come on with something else. <laughs> what? Let's just take them one week at a time. Okay. One week at a time. What do you mean? Well, we got, uh, shy town rumble coming up next week, right? No, that's the week after that's the week after. So what are we doing next week? Oh, see the problem. Yeah. We can do anything we want. Show's over by the way. Three, two, one. It's gone. Thank you for watching along with us. Hell of a show. No, we're not done. We got to come up. I know we're not done. I know we're not done. What are we doing? What are we doing next week? What are we doing? I'm asking you. All right. Next week we're doing star Kate 85, the gathering. Oh shit. Then don't ask me if you don't want my answer. Don't ask me. I was kidding. I just, it's what I do. It's my gimmick here on the show. Have you not listened to our show? Yeah. Yes, I have. All right. Well, is that good? You don't, you, or do you like to do star Kate's back during Thanksgiving? The time they happen. I know. I'm really, I'm really hesitant to even suggest this. Okay. Go ahead. But I do have a suggestion. Okay. 
but you might not like it. Uh, when did that ever stop you? Oh, now you're just being hurtful. Go ahead. What if Mm -hmm. I give you two options? Okay. We could watch Thursday, raw Thursday, which is in the middle of the Monday night wars. It was from February 13th of 1997. So it would be 22 years ago to the day. Okay. And it would be the second ever two hour episode of raw. So it was special in that regard and special because it was on Thursday because they were preempted that week, Mm -hmm. but it's most notable because this is the famous Shawn Michaels lost my spot, my smile speech. So he forfeited the belt. So we could watch that some 1997 WWF, or we could watch Ric Flair's last match of the WWF where he wrestled Shawn Michaels. Hmm. And that was part of what WrestleMania 24. Well, we'd have to see another four hour WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the, uh, the Shawn Michaels. I've lost my smile. But raw. Thursday, raw Thursday was coming mm-hmm. up next week on February 13th and February 20th, the 20 year, 30 year anniversary of the shy town rumble right here on what happened when Tony, get us out of here. All right. Well, uh, I, I think I'm going to get us out of here because, uh, I, I'm looking over my shoulder and here comes Dave Silva down the aisle. Uh, and he and Pablo Petey are going to wrestle Kalisto and oh my God. And Conrad Thompson, Kalisto kicks Conrad Thompson in the ass and his ass explodes like a pinata and candy's coming out. It's Conrad Thompson's the goddamn candy ass man. We're out of time. We'll see you next week on what happened when on the MLW radio network, goddamn candy man, as well as on Patron. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Boxergamics.com with new items each week. The official store of what happened when something to wrestle with and 83 weeks. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life. Or, if you want, something for yourself. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Want to be a low-key big hog? A glass bottom boat rider? How about a member of the Hot Tag Express or Slapdick Nation? You can join Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each and every week. And by... LoisRules.com Get all your t-shirts from what happened when right now over at LoisRules.com And by StarCast 2 coming to Las Vegas May 23rd to the 26th All apart of AEW's Double or Nothing Weekend. Go to StarCast.com for more information.